0: Fuck this thing. Uh, Today's episode of 5 Day Rentals is brought to you by Performance Greens. Performance Greens is the most comprehensive daily nutritional powder beverage mix that I've ever had. And it's simple. I used to lick powdered donuts for a boost of energy, but not anymore. Need a little energy? Need a little afternoon delight? A pickup maybe? Maybe. Have one too many bathroom beers last night? Do you need to bulldoze that bowel movement out of your ass? Then the answer is drink a vegetable. Just pour a packet into some city water or a bathroom beer. Throw it back, sip it, or even shoot it. It goes great with a smoothie as well. It tastes amazing, and guess what? It's good for you. One heaping scoop of performance greens contains vitamins and minerals and is sourced from only a natural source. Look, probiotics are cool as hell and a must to help push out yesterday's shitty decisions you made. Fill your nutritional gap and your toilets with this green shit house. Increase your energy, your focus, your immune system. So here's the deal. The scandemic is over. But a healthy immune system is worth it, especially for the spooky season. So we're giving the 5D Army a free supply of that big D, five tasty green pods. Visit performancegreens.com, that's three E's in greens, and use the promo code 5DR to get yours today. Performance Greens, shit better, be better. Welcome back to Five Day Rentals, the video store podcast where each week we take turns (laughs) picking a flick that we think meets a fun non genre category, but fuck all that, because we're doing knockoff this week. The category is the big three, but really not the three that you want. It's the third movie in the category. It's Cron Howard's category. Uh, I'm Laundry Dan. I'll be taking you through it. I can't do it alone. I I also have my two M's from my Pumas. Bones and Cron Howard, how are you?
1: Well, there was no reason to rush the intro because you boofed it the first time around.
0: (laughs) The power of editing. I don't know. I think
2: think we should do that from now on, actually, because that that booked. That got the people going. Ready. Yeah. This movie starts with a bang. This episode should start with a
0: bang. Uh, I don't see anybody having sex. Oh, Oh, explosions. That's right.
1: You can't see below the
0: desk here. (laughs) <laughs> Crown Howard, as always. Uh, you need to clean it up, though, tonight, because we have a guest with us. You guys going to behave? I wouldn't expect anything else. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome a podcaster who has two podcasts. Well, one's ended. Channel 83. You can also find him on Mount Mohill, where he writes, produces, and hosts. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris, how are you, sir?
3: I'm doing well. Glad to be here. Big fan of the show. Official curator of the letterbox list of movies you have mentioned but not covered on the show. Glad to be here.
1: Oh, thank we got to watch that Dinosaur movie that's <laughs> on there,
3: dude. I feel like you talk about Mortal Kombat every other episode, so, should be that.
0: I have some Mortal Kombat news for this episode. Oh shit. Yeah. What dinosaur movie did we mention? It's the one
1: from the guy who did uh Strangeland. It's his like it's his only other movie. And it's called like Carnosaur? Know, like, Lady Dinosaurs or something. D Snyder? <laughs> no, he didn't direct.
2: Okay, but when you say guy that did Strangeland, there's one man in particular.
1: He's just the star writer, producer, uh, uncredited director, I mean.
0: You're the only guy I know that has a double-sided, authentic poster for that movie.
2: I wish. Do Do we think that once we announce that this show is done, that we have an obligation, Chris, to then do whatever movie still remains on that list? Like, is that our curse?
3: Well, I mean, you could announce it's done today and then still be doing it for four more years if you did that. Shit. You fucking I God mean, I'm it. like, I think I just started re-listening to Twice Dead today and there's already like 180
1: movies on the list. God
2: damn it. All right. It's said uh,
1: rules. It's John Pipelow's movie, which is called Jurassic Women. <laughs>
3: starring Jan Michael Vincent. That's a bones pick. So, we
1: we got to watch it.
3: Dude.
2: Yeah. All right. What what's what's fair, Chris? A dollar a movie that you throw on there? I'll hit you up I'd, afterward. I'll pay you after. i do it for the passion. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of what you do for passion. Yeah. Mount Molehill, please. Take this time. To fill everybody in.
3: Uh, yeah, it's a move or a It's a podcast, rather, about uh, where I turn even the smallest mysteries into mountains. Uh, Basically, I just uh, hyper-focus on something and uh, walk the audience through my process of trying to solve a mystery that is uh, usually pretty esoteric. Um, For instance, uh, the first episode was me searching for a jingle to a nearly defunct Tex-Mex restaurant called Poncho's Mexican Buffet, so... That's the sort of thing you can expect when you listen to Mountain Molehill.
2: It's a fantastic show, man. Thank you. Riv- it truly is riveting. I think it's the perfect length. It's so satisfying. Um, even when the mystery remains, I uh, just recently went on a week vacation with my wife, made her listen to a few episodes. I can tell you we did the thing where we arrived at our location and let the, uh, the bird episode Play through for ten minutes so we could finish it before we we went in to eat. So you're, you're doing a great job, man. I appreciate. It.
3: Well, thank you. I don't know how to take compliments, so I'll just say thank you.
2: Okay. It's downhill from here, dude. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, it's not. We got a great film tonight. We're covering John Claude Van Damme, the toughest of the three that Kron forced us to do. Um, the best martial artist. <laughs> Try to fight Steven Seagal multiple times, but he fucking bitched out. That's that's true story, Cron. I'll
2: give him that. I'll give him that. Why, true. But Why? who did who did he not try to fuck with?
0: Chuck Norris is an old man.
2: Oh, so it's the it's European kindness that he didn't want to beat up on a rugged old American.
0: Is Chuck Norris is still alive? Right. Yeah okay i think they're
1: all still alive i don't think any of these guys are dead
0: i mean steven Seagull's dead to america we don't negotiate with terrorists bro
1: come on he's living a life i mean
0: i do have a question can we change uh mary fuck kill tonight to our these three actors instead of the movies
1: Okay, I'm going to Seagal. No. I'm going <laughs> to Chuck
0: Norris Chuck Norris. You no. Know, you have to marry fuck or kill one of them, Kron. Don't expose it until Oh, uh, 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 you're episode. saying not
2: the movie but the the, the movie star. Yeah, the actor. I mean, of course everybody would fuck John claude right? Yeah. For sure. Right? That's uh-uh. I think I'd marry him. You kill Seagal, you marry Norris, you you fuck
0: JCVD. It's done. So now we don't have to do this segment at the end of the show.
2: Cool.
3: You know, honestly, I might have to change JCVD to Mary because Thank you, he's Belgian. He's, I know the other two have some pretty problematic political stances. <laughs> I gotta go with Jean-Claude for marry because I'd rather spend my the rest of my life with him rather than hearing about... Russia or whatever Chuck Norris is ranting
2: about.
0: The total gym. He's had like like
2: seven wives, though, so he's probably a horrible partner. I wouldn't be surprised if Norris has maybe had like two wives.
0: Somebody married Steven Seagal?
1: I think you could realistically have a marriage to Chuck Norris where you go 30 years and you don't hear 10 words out of him. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, you just have to make him, like an over easy egg and black coffee every morning. <laughs>
2: yeah, and he's never missed Trash Day.
0: Oh no, and he's up yeah. five a.m. every day. Discipline. Fox News blaring.
2: Mm-hmm. Why'd you pick this
0: movie, Dan? Knockoff. Yeah. Have you guys? None of you have did ever have ever seen Knockoff. No. It took Cron six days to watch it. Yeah. So I don't feel like I'm going to be accurately guessing a rate my letterbox for him. I think he should leave right now and watch it again. I watched it. <laughs> I've seen the movie. All uh, right. Knock off. Uh, I just, from my childhood, Jean-Claude Van Damme was a staple. We rented everything that came out. And I think... It was always in a tournament-style like style film. So I, when I went into Jean-Claude Van Damme, knowing I had to do him, do him, yeah, I wanted something, I don't know, I wanted something a little different. You guys know that about me. You know I wasn't going to pick something that was going to be popular,
1: good. I guess. Yeah, good, known by the audience, something people uh. would want to listen to. <laughs>
0: How Take many your good- pick? easily J-C-V-Ds available these are there
3: i can name three right now Bloodsport, street fighter sudden death there's three good movies
0: sudden death was the second choice but i figured it was too diehardy maybe i feel yeah, like it's,
1: it's a little crazy to put street fighter in the list <laughs>
0: <laughs> chris like street like a, fighter will show up on this show don't worry isn't that like a
1: universally kind of like panned movie it's dude, kind of, Bones loves
2: Street Fighter. Shakespeare in
3: Love won an Oscar. What's your point?
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess that's street true. <laughs> Street Fighter's kind of fun, dude. It's When's the last best, time you fun.
0: watched Street Fighter, Karan? Middle school. <laughs> it's, kind, it's kind of fun. And isn't went, he high as fuck?
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, he had like a 10K a week coke habit or some shit. Um, I went on a field trip. To watch the quest.
1: To the filming locations of <laughs> they should have fired your
0: fucking teachers.
3: I went on a field trip to watch the bench warmers in high school, so I think you got the better deal out of that.
0: I went on to watch the Alamo with uh Billy Bob. Now these are all movies he's gonna add to his fucking list. Yeah, I think movies I did, uh, you went
1: on field trips to watch. I think I did Bushwicked. No, not Bushwhipped. Bushwhacked.
0: <laughs> you got to watch Bushwhacked on a fucking field trip? I think so. That's pretty and hardcore, And the Benchwarmers?
1: Man.
2: Yeah. As if everybody didn't already know that I was a huge nerd, when Roger Moore shows up in The Quest, I was like, hey, that was James Bond. People are like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's also in Boat Trip. Is he? Okay. <laughs> yeah, he certainly is. <laughs> okay.
1: They
0: were like, beat up the weird
2: kid. They <laughs> couldn't fucking take me. I would Seagal spaghetti arms, dude. I just fucking windmill.
0: <laughs> but yes, the movie we are covering tonight is knockoff, directed by uh, Tushi Hark. I'm sorry if I say that name wrong. Uh, he did direct Street Fighter, so he probably will be back. Uh, he is a pretty big Hong Kong director.
2: He directed Street Fighter? I thought that Steven D'Souza did Street Fighter.
0: I'm pretty sure it was him. Or no, he directed Double Team. Sorry.
2: Yeah. And D'Souza wrote this. This was like a throwaway D'Souza script, right?
0: Yeah. And I
1: think, di- I think I read something where the director has like gone on to have a pretty big... Career in like Hong Kong cinema. Yeah. Like the he's who, like, he's like one of their top guys. Oh, yeah.
0: The guy who plays Han in here is, he's been in like hundreds of Hong Kong action flicks.
2: Best part of the movie?
0: What? Best part of the movie? Han? Yeah. We'll, we'll get there. Okay. Um, but yeah, this is,
1: um, Rob Schneider's in this movie, dude.
2: <laughs> this, I'm glad Chris is here because I did, I had a mystery to propose.
0: Oh, fuck mm. And I didn't know Sorry, what Chris,
2: It and I didn't know how to word it. It was going to be why Rob Schneider or <laughs> how Rob Schneider, what's, what what is, what is Rob Schneider? It's, because that's all I thought all week, was what a weird guy, what a weird person to have in movies, in front of a camera. I, it's odd. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I agree.
0: <laughs> Are you talking about like his filmography?
2: Everything about him. The fact that he is considered to be funny. I, not to say that he's not funny in this. I think he's got some interesting lines and some fun delivery. I think he plays off Jean-Claude okay. But
1: it does seem odd that they gave him like starring vehicles at some point. Yeah. Like they were like, this guy, <laughs> this is
0: the guy who's going to put asses in seats. Deuce Bigelow, Mel Gigolo was like a huge movie. I think. Yeah. But did not it make a shit ton of money? But how did you get, how does yeah. it get started? You know, it's got to be the Sandler connection, dude. Well, I think that's how he got in, but. But you he don't met
1: think
2: Sandler's grease the wheels. But he didn't. He didn't meet Sandler until SNL, though, right? Yeah, I think so, this was
3: just the time when everyone from SNL was getting movies.
0: Yeah, like it's Pat. Night at the Roxbury wasn't this ninety? Wasn't that ninety eight?
2: Ooh, that's got to be close, right? Because that would have been right around Superstar. So he came on. Yeah, he was in maybe like ninety five ish Will Ferrell, but. Like Rob Schneider, I can't think of any SNL sketch sketch aside from like making copies, right?
3: Like the juice, uh. basically just you know weird catchphrases yeah. and borderline racist accents.
2: So maybe that's it. I mean, if you listen to Fly on the Wall, they'll all talk about like if you know you if you sell a catchphrase, you know you're going to be back, right? Because it's going to catch on with the audience. So maybe he's just got enough aptitude that way maybe he's really funny in your in a personal life maybe he's really really nice that's why sandler likes him i just he doesn't pop for me i don't know
0: i mean chris kattan was a leading man in a movie as well
2: i would take chris kattan over rob schneider man yeah, corky
1: romano's funny as fuck i would throw both those tapes in the garbage and- <laughs>
0: Walk away. Bones remember those two titles.
1: I don't think we named the... Bones named it. Corky Romano
3: movie yeah. or
2: whatever were. Monkey Bones. <laughs> it's been named.
1: I got to go deuce over Corky every day of the week. Okay. Did he ever do a... Uh, what was the character? A mango movie? What was that? What was that thing?
2: God, that would have been too horny, dude. Audience can... Cons- <laughs>
1: Was it Mango?
2: Yeah. Yeah. All right.
1: What? He had like a crazy, you know, he'd like Mango, dude.
0: Was this Catan or That was Catan. Schneid-
2: Catan. He wore like the that gold sort of Daisy Fuentes milk ad dress oh. skirt thing and nobody touched a mango. Garth Brooks fell in love with him. I think any <laughs> hosts that came on and they had a mango sketch, the premise was that they would fall in love with, with mango. He had that little uh, monkey guy. Yeah, what like, was that one? Apple, like the root root. You just like
1: curled, eat a bunch of food in those sketches. Yeah.
2: Like That's shoving what I'm yeah. His yeah. face. I'm pulling all this shit out of my ass, and I could pull one Rob Schneider bit.
0: You could be a rich bro from 1998. Knock off, gentlemen. We start off with a baby head spinning in some water. That's what that was, Karan.
2: It's hard to
1: see through the transfer we had.
0: <laughs> and a team of underwater divers scanning for something in the water. There is a group of men watching the water from the shore from a different location. So anytime that you see subtitles in this movie, those are the Russians talking tell you that right now
1: Figure well anytime out. you hear audio in this movie it's adr so <laughs> <laughs> yep what's it matter
0: i think maybe rob schneider's was there at the end i think this movie is a
1: hundred percent adr
3: it seems like it's almost a hundred percent
0: i think john claude van Damme, yeah i don't know if he ever talked once it's, i don't know
2: there, there are m- multiple parts in the latter half of the movie where it is not Rob Schneider doing his own ADR. It is somebody else.
0: Why wouldn't... I don't know. Uh, uh, all right. The divers find a crate and confirm that there's a shipping label intact that says, and they confirm that these are the knockoffs. Gentlemen, this is the largest amount of named dropping the name of the title of the movie that we've ever had, I think. Because they say knockoff, like, at least 20 times. So every time I said, you have to take a shot.
1: I don't know, they that. might They might say Hannibal more times than Hannibal.
4: hmm
0: <sighs> Somebody's got to count that up, Cron. Not it.
3: They say apocalypto a lot in apocalypto.
2: Mm-hmm. It's the only English word. It's weird.
0: <laughs> All of a sudden.
2: Is that an English word? It's not. No. That was sort of <laughs> I was hoping everybody would ignore that. I mean,
0: I've been
1: and using with that it in a Discord episode, in weeks. people <laughs> look at me funny.
0: How do you, how does that come up in a conversation?
1: Oh, that's it, the word I use to describe when the sun sets now. <laughs>
0: I got to go, guys. It's almost apocalypto. hmm I use it once a week.
2: Where? When people are like, fucking Mel Gibson, right? Fuck that guy. And I'm like, apocalypto, though. <laughs> it's pretty good. Apocalypto, <laughs> though.
0: They got canceled, and now they're back category right there. Look at that. All of a sudden, the Hong Kong police roll in. The men watching from afar, they inform uh, this Russian mobster. I think his name is Tickler. That's what at least (laughs) it said. I think they called him that in one of the subtitles. But he coughs, so keep that in mind. And he says, we have to do it. He coughs, types a whole bunch of shit into his laptop. Uh, We got some pretty sweet 90s graphics going through uh, as he's typing. Uh, The divers back in the ocean, they release the contents of the crate uh, with a ton of baby doll heads. They float up. The police roll in on the crate location as the baby, as the, as the baby dolls float to the surface, not fucking doors. Our Russian coughing mobster here, he turns on something on his laptop. The baby head dolls start exploding and the, uh, the Russians take off. We got a giant green explosion that blows up. Kind of a Big Trouble knockoff, this
1: entire explosion. Think about it.
0: There was more green explosions in this movie than there was in Big Trouble.
1: Yeah, but that came first. It's easy to just say, I'll do more green explosions.
2: Was the dragon's breath in Game of Thrones, was it green too?
1: I thought it was
3: blue.
2: Was it blue? I think each
1: dragon had a different color. Okay.
2: Also, this is 98, maybe shot in 97. Was Tickle Me Elmo huge then? Do you think think they thought about, like, should we have Tickle Me Elmo knockoffs instead of just, like, standard baby doll?
0: They would have got sued. Okay. Sesame Street's, I hear they're, we can't, we're going to have to edit that out because they'll come after us. Okay. They'll fuck around, bro. It'd be Jim like Henson's a- Jim
3: Henson's ghost is notoriously yeah. litigious.
2: Yeah, what would you call that? Like a strangle me limo or something? <laughs> <laughs> Choke him until his eyes pop out? That'd
0: a C Santa. A C-Santa-Nomo? A giant green explosion blows up the ship in the surrounding area. One of the police officers, his name is Han, is able to jump onto land before this explosion takes place. He is uh, traveling on a speedboat. He sees the divers uh, take off, jumps onto another passing speedboat, and they hightail it towards the divers. The group starts firing weapons back and forth at each other on the open water. One of the divers snipes the driver of Han's boat, and Han has to steer and shoot at the same time, and ends up or he ends up smashing into the shoreline. But he did manage to fuck up the driver's boat enough to where they crash as well. Han keeps the chase up, but the divers get away. Han finds a dead diver, flips over his body to find a grenade. It blows up, but Han jumps into the shallow water just in time to... Save his life.
2: Some interesting Ram, uh, ramey esque uh, camera work here, like trying to convey the kineticism of the boats going across those pebbles and shit. Very, very Hong Kong. It was cool. Yeah, I also want to say
3: that he finds that dude on the beach, turns his body over to reveal that the guy was laying on a grenade. But then the movie cuts to a shot of a grenade falling into water. And then it cuts back to a shot of the grenade exploding on a beach. So quite confusing.
0: I was hoping you guys wouldn't catch that.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know. Did anyone else think at the beginning, like with the underwater footage, like there's no way this came out in 1998? (laughs) Like it's fucking weird like, grainy, un- it looks like something out of a Roger Moore Bond movie.
2: What, what is different about Hong Kong and European film? Right, just I, in ge- like, what is it about... Like, I know British TV, right, they have a different frame rate. That's what creates boy. that difference. There you go. So, But what is it about, like, the processing of their film that it always looks like 10 years behind ours, or just off i don't know
0: it's the water it has to be. <laughs> i just but
2: not even the water just just on fucking land why does it look different also we forgot to rate your letterbox
0: box. Oh, fuck my ass
1: dan do you think there was a second grenader on the grassy knoll <laughs> which is what caused that <laughs>
0: That sounds like a mystery for Mount Mulhill to, to uncover. It
1: was no
3: continuity <laughs> error. There were, <for>, in fact, <laughs> two grenades.
0: That is a good question, Crone. We will uh, keep that conspiracy alive here on Five Day Reynolds. Um, it's time for Hong Kong's favorite game, Rate right My Letterboxd. We are un- unprofessional.
2: Dan, I'm going to give you a 2.5.
1: Man, I'm split here. Uh, Dan, I'm going to give you a 2.5 as well. Had you seen this before, Dan?
0: This has been on and off streaming services for quite some time. Uh, I checked it out whenever Quran. Uh, told us the category. So I had quite a bit to...
3: I'm going to go 1.5.
0: All right. Cool. We can continue. We shall see at the end if we make it. We cut to a news anchor. She is explaining the handover of Hong Kong from... British rule back to Chinese rule. This is 1997. Uh, I believe this really did happen. So,
3: Indeed. This was something that I see mentioned in a lot of Hong Kong movies from this time.
2: I believe there was a, uh, a long-lost bond script that had to do with this.
0: We are... You need to bond it out right now, dude? You need to you need to get the bond out?
1: I, Which bond was going to be in Hong Kong?
0: Uh, Well, that's interesting. Bond because...
2: Kong.
0: <sighs> Missed opportunity.
2: That's kind of racist, though, bro.
0: How? It's bending British and Hong Kong like it was, and then it's now it went back fucking, to Chinese.
2: Fucking imperial-ass shit, dude. No, nah, I don't know. It could have been Dalton, but Dalton would have been maybe a little early. GoldenEye's 95, Start of uh, Brosnan. Okay, that's enough Bond for today. I'll move on.
0: You getting hard?
2: No. Nah. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm sad No, we didn't get a, a blood's third, rushing third out of adult head. Just like,
0: oh, fuck. What would you call it? I'll
2: think about it while you continue the podcast. Okay. <laughs> she explained...
1: On her majesty's secret return to China.
2: <laughs> How's that? We'll put it on the board. All right.
1: Uh if we can't come up with anything else by the end that's, of the that's episode, what that's what it's we'll called. Throw it
2: on the board.
0: No time for takeout.
1: <laughs> See, that's too that's worse than your first one.
0: <laughs> yeah, you can edit that one out. <laughs> This news anchor, she explains that there's a ton of important people in Hong Kong at this time. And for this reason, security is very tight. Uh, We get a smooth-talking Rob Schneider here as Tommy. He's talking fast and offensive to all the models. Uh, He gets in an argument with them about wearing underwear. Uh, Your models look bitchy. So, yes, uh, some very... uh, derogatory stuff towards models.
3: One of the models is just wearing a tube top that says divorce and a pair of jeans with a patch of Prince Charles on it.
1: <laughs> Timely. It's provocative, outfit, I I guess. Guess.
0: <laughs> you think he has that picture. Like she gets it. She got it.
2: <laughs> so these bottles are complaining that their synthetic underwear does not mesh well with denim.
0: With the, with the V6 jeans, yes.
2: Chemically reactive, I
3: believe she says. Hmm.
0: I wonder if it's like a burn or...
2: Yeah. I don't think that would be an issue with one of this week's sponsors, but...
0: <laughs> uh, They're at a fashion show for V6 jeans. Uh, someone asks about Rob Schneider's partner, Ray... Uh, So he calls Ray. This is Jean Claude Van Damme. Uh, We get a sweet ass shot of him, uh, of the inner workings of a cell phone here that travel a long way to Ray. For no reason. It seems like
1: there's going to, like something's going to explode or. But it it doesn't. It's just how the phone works. Did you not like any of that throughout this movie? That kind of stuff is what I like about this movie. I mean there's there's weird things that go nowhere there's i don't think the camera stops moving through the entire film
2: it's a lot of second unit stuff for sure I, I that's that's me assuming that they even do a second unit in hong kong but you're right it's there's a lot of fucking edits in this movie it's like taken 3 it's crazy
3: yeah i think yeah i think it has to be second unit stuff because there's a lot of shots that Inexplicably, have a stunt double for Van Damme when it's not like a stunt, like he's just getting pushed by someone. (laughs) So it's like they went back and filmed something that they didn't get before.
2: Yeah. If you're not, if his, like, if 60% of his face wouldn't be in the frame, somebody else is doing it.
0: Is he high right now?
2: 100%.
0: Totally. I thought that too.
2: He, and he looks like he has aged 20 years, I would say, from what, sudden death is what, 92, 90, I
3: think it's later. 93.
2: 93? Yeah, it looks like he's aged 15 years since sudden death in this movie. I think Street Fighter took a toll.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, Kron, if you didn't like that, then you need to take back all your praise for the lawnmower man. Didn't like what? Oh, the phone? No, I like that stuff. That's what gave this movie some
1: juice, I thought.
0: That's how Kron sees
1: the world, man. He's
0: fun. Uh we cut to Ray. He's singing some catchy tunes, cruising fast in his BMW Z class. Uh he rolls up on a warehouse, starts looking at some um, some of the more recent knockoffs. Did anybody catch like when he was talking to this guy? and he reaches into the box
1: hell yes
0: and it sh- i i this is i watched it three times and i finally caught that on the third time i was like what the fuck was that and Just i had a i had to back it up
3: picture in picture of what's inside the box as if you yep. couldn't glean that from the context and also him picking up and putting on a
2: watch <laughs> but yeah it was pretty badass and I, I feel like there were ample opportunities where they could have continued that throughout this, like the dude opening the safe later, stuff like that. You could have done those cool little inserts.
0: I uh, checks out some Puma shoes where, where the Puma is spelled with two M's instead of one. Uh, he also Pum- spots...
2: Pum-ums. <laughs> Why not do Puna?
0: Puma is Spanish for panther.
2: No, but I'm saying instead of <laughs>
3: actually, Pantera is Spanish.
0: Phil Beaton, Del What is puma? Puma is.
2: I think that's just Panther. its own word.
3: I mean, Maybe we use it in puma. English
2: too. It could, yeah, it could yeah,
1: be. I think a puma is an just its own
2: thing. It could be derivative of that. Didn't we have this conversation before? I think Danny Duck corrected us, like that jaguars, cougars, and pumas are like the same thing, or something. There's like some connection with them, but yeah, i sounds right. instead of being instead of adding an extra M into your knockoff, why don't you just take out a line from the M and make it Puna, P-U-N-A?
0: Maybe that's offensive in a language we don't know.
2: Okay, like well, pu- listen, punta? if you want to make your own knockoffs,
1: I'd say go for it.
2: But
0: could be in I, such a Puna, dude.
2: I think I could make. Goddamn, is that the thing that's going to get us canceled? That it's, that's the (laughs) most, that's the most derogatory Chechenian word or something. Uh,
0: (laughs) We get like 2 million downloads there.
2: I feel like I can make a better Puma than this shoe.
3: Uh, Well, actually, a Puna is a high treeless plateau in the Peruvian Andes.
0: Oh, or another okay. term
3: for altitude sickness.
0: Okay. I <laughs> got the Puna, man. Oh, oh the
2: Puna's got me. <laughs> altitude sickness, so you got too high? I don't know. Sounds like a good high high jumping shoe, good basketball shoe.
1: Or just something fun to say when you're in the smoke circle with your buds.
0: <laughs> you're wearing your Puna's
1: tonight? <laughs> oh, dude, I'm, I'm puned right now.
2: How's it going with Stacy, dude? She hooking you up with the Puna?
0: What? Are you talking about my shoes? I'm not into feet, dude. She won't let me touch her feet. Fuck, man. She's a waitress.
2: When I fooled around with Stacy in 10th grade, man, I was all on the Puna. Yeah, you knew that.
0: Uh, She said I was her first, dude. She said I was the only guy.
2: I never got the proper hole, dude. I'm talking about her Puna.
0: Uh, oh, 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 oh i'll talk to her later you got tonight. the glory
2: dude i set him up you knock her down
0: how's maggie
2: altitude sickness again
3: Ah, uh, what a puna dude
2: bitch just loves climbing trees man
0: she always took you to the rainforest like- cafe <laughs> All right. He also uh, spots some baby doll heads and checks those out, Uh, but he gets interrupted by a guy named Skinny. Ray asks why Skinny is in the toy business. Skinny pretty much comes back with some shit about like, I didn't break your legs. I can be in any business that I want to be, but he, well, he says, I don't break your legs right now because I did a, I placed a big bet on you today, Ray, for today's race. So we cut to the rickshaw merchant's
1: race for charity. We cut to the best scene in this movie. Well, you watched it six times. I did watch this part. This is about where I ended because I was like, I don't know how they're going to do any better, dude. If it was good, you continue to watch it and be like, oh, shit. Uh, If there was a rickshaw race fucking 15 minutes into Citizen Kane, dude,
0: I'd never fucking (laughs) go on. Look, he probably had a rickshaw and all that shit in the beginning.
3: That's what Rosebud was.
0: Guy, you you fucking,
2: (laughs) you got me. I was waiting.
0: They're like, here's the slut. Like, no, it's behind it. That's a rickshaw. That's
2: (laughs) that's the knockoff to Citizen Kane, though, right?
0: (laughs) Citizen Wayne. I could have went further with that, but I'm not. Thank all you. right, it's a uh, rickshaw merchants' race. It is for charity, so straighten up, gentlemen. Uh, Tommy is already there, yelling at the models. Of course, they're showing off some of the fine V6 jeans. Why not V8? That's more power, right? Uh, he gets into the mat, or he gets on. It's not the all mascot. about
1: power, dude. It's about performance and how you fucking balance the the load of the vehicle and
2: shit.
0: You're not. you taking a V8 over a V6, Cron? Any day? I,
2: there's already a product called V8. Also, I mean, that might be. A, you may not want to associate red with a pants. Why Women that? get a little nervous about that.
0: Are you talking about Maggie again, dude? <laughs> All right, Ray pulls up. Uh, some cheerleaders are just pawing after him. They love the guy. <laughs> Why not? He's Jean-Claude Van Damme. Who wouldn't? Tommy starts in on him as soon as they get there, talking about how many meetings he missed, the coffee machine broke, his coffee how fell many down the stairs. tampon
2: like, kind of and, of like, maxi pad commercials did they shoot with, like, a red dye before they realized, like, this is too <laughs> uncomfortable, so they switched to a blue dye?
0: Well, now you blue is, is poo-poo as well. Like with the Charmin bears. Oh, okay. Right? They show like the... You get more. Is it a
2: way to like make you more comfortable with your sin? You think any motherfucker has went
0: out and bought Charmin and wiped, (laughs) took a picture and like bought Angel Soft, wiped and took a picture and could tell a fucking difference? Who does... Is that the research they do at Charmin? Is there a guy that looks at a a piece of toilet paper after some person has wiped their shit out of their ass.
2: Yeah. I don't know if it's a real human being. I think they probably got like a mannequin that pushes out like hot dogs and mud. Like they just throw <laughs> stuff at it. Like didn't more, you know, it's like they just run the gamut. <laughs> they probably do seasonal stuff. They probably do post Thanksgiving tests. There is somebody.
0: Hey Jim, Jim wiping, wiping 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 wiping, 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 wiping,
2: wiping, wiping, wiping. I hope that's a good union job, quite honestly.
0: I think they should get the real people in there, man. Really get down into it. Yeah, that
1: that used to be a guy's job before fucking (laughs) automation. Big mannequin took over.
0: Holy shit, man. The Charmin did get three extra corns out of there. My dad and my dad before
1: me were... Shit specialists. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm
0: out of a job. So you're a plumber?
2: No, they were they were the guy, dude. <laughs> Does Charmin show up to like fucking post hurricanes with like porta potty trucks the same way Tide shows up with like you know washing <laughs> machines and shit?
0: To let I don't you think wash your Nickelback shirt that somebody donated. Yeah, but I'm saying like, yeah, <laughs> there's like a here's a porta a potty tornado. truck
2: or a fucking school bus that's been converted with 18 shitters in it, brought to you by Sharman.
0: Hey Dan, we know you guys just lost a house. Here's a here's some donations. I will wear my shreds instead of wearing this Nickelback shirt.
2: Yep, it's a Buffalo Bills Super Bowl shirt. <laughs> And a from, roll of Charmin.
0: From 92. hmm They didn't win.
2: Fucking imagine Trump shooting toilet paper at people the way he did those paper towels.
0: Hey, at least he had fun with it. <laughs> That's what I'd be doing. I'd be like, at least.
2: <laughs> Who wants a fish the, to light?
0: <laughs> the other day I said Kobe and I threw it and it missed the trash and I was like man that shot fell out fell out of the sky just like that helicopter and my wife just looked at me
2: rightfully so
0: (laughs) you should get years.
1: you should install like a little uh, rim shot sound effect on your phone Dan that you could (laughs) let her know when the joke is done
0: you said that joke last week and I used it in my house. Got well, it from you. That's fine. You can say that. All right. Thanks, man. You said your wife laughed. Mine did not. All right. Ray seems more concerned with this race and asks Tommy if he got his shoes. It just so happens that Tommy got him the same pair of knockoff Pumas that Ray was just looking at. And he even says they're shit. <laughs> Why doesn't Um, he
1: have his own shoes for the fucking rickshaw race?
0: (laughs) It sounds like Ray just kind of is in and out and does whatever he wants. And it seems like Tommy worries about like the business side of business, maybe. Okay. But providing your
1: business partner with shoes (laughs) for a rickshaw race is not a business. It, It doesn't, it has no bearing. On how many jeans you sell? Are rickshaw races real things? Probably. If you got, if you got four guys
0: with two rickshaws, they are. <laughs> do we have rickshaw? Uh, yes, we do. In the United States, we do. Has anybody ever got on one?
3: No, it feels uh, feels demeaning having yes. someone carry. Walk you around at walking speed.
1: (laughs) The same speed you could roughly travel at.
0: Just tip them well. We get another sweet ass follow through shot of Ray putting on
3: these shitty pumas. Best part of the movie. Right there. (laughs) Fucking loved it. Also, they're in a room that the decor is just elephant tusks glued to the ceiling no rhyme or reason to it
0: that's the logo for the jeans (laughs) it's an elephant
2: did jimmy johns design that fucking building (laughs) i understand it's the logo but do you does uh
3: fucking frosted flakes so they just kill tigers and decorate their office with tiger
1: skins you
3: don't kill your mascot. So. I
2: would I would say 60 years ago, probably.
1: I bet that's like a secret room in the fucking... You, you walk in on your first day, you're like, Jesus.
2: Johnson, God. you've made it to the top. It's time for you to finally meet Tony. That's for like the real board to have yep. their meetings in that room. You go through the private bathroom. The fucking
3: this- toilet paper roll that's tiger skin.
2: Oh, That's fucking class, dude. Yeah, but how do you... Well, what... How do you know what's shit and what's stripe? (laughs) You're probably wiping three extra times. And again, that's fucking high class because you can waste it. You can afford it. They got enough pelts, dude. They don't care. (laughs)
0: Uh, All right, he... Ray puts on his uh, shitty Pumas. Uh, This shot also follows all the way up to our guy here, Eddie Wong. He's telling the boys that no matter what shoes you pick, I'm going to win this race no matter what. Ray and Eddie, they know each other from uh, their Tokyo days. So they're kind of friends. Ray and Eddie take off and start, start to chat about the race last year. Ray says that Eddie cheated. And Eddie tells Ray that he was cool until he par- partnered up with Tommy. So Tommy and Eddie don't like each other. Uh, we cut to Skinny. He's making big bets on the boys here for the race. Tommy tells Ray not to be friendly with Skinny because he is Hong Kong, or he is a Hong Kong gangster. And as long as they're, oh, they load into the rickshaw. <laughs> Sorry, I was up till one in the morning one night doing these notes, so we'll see how it goes, right? Perfect fashional. Uh, the race starts. Eddie and Ray are oh, leading Ed- the way down a steep hill. Eddie's got kind of like a ringer,
1: right? He got he yeah. found like a little guy. Looks like a jockey or something, I mean. Like a small, like a tiny man.
0: You think that was resume Bob? It
2: made me miss resume Bob. I'll give you that.
0: Okay. Rest in peace, baby. Uh, They take off down a steep hill as the race starts. Ray's Pumas are already taking a beating from the race, pounding the concrete. The race continues as we get some guys being informed that it has started. The Russians are informed that it has started. Ray decides, uh, or he kind of gets knocked down some steep steps, which he has, is forced to go down which just fucks up to his shoes even more. Uh, we get a few of the other racers, they crash out. Ray and Tommy almost get hit by a van, but Ray is quick enough to jump up and kind of just scale across it, which was pretty fucking cool.
2: Hell yeah. Seagal's uh, not doing that.
0: Chuck Norris ain't mm-hmm. doing that. Chuck Seagal, fucking is running ch- at over. full
1: speed, which for him is one mile an hour. <laughs> He's throwing a shoulder right into the side of that van.
0: And quitting that day because he's like, oh, fuck. Uh, Eddie takes a shortcut. So his plan to win the race is he has a body double. They take over some of the course. He gets into a car towards the finish line. And finishes the race and that's how he wins.
3: There's a shot where Eddie is going down some stairs and his passenger is just so clearly a dummy. I got a lot of <laughs> I got a lot of joy out of that. Just like the dummy physics of like <laughs> I, I f- sent it.
1: I sent the video to these guys
3: last <laughs> night.
0: Ray and Tommy make their way through a crowded ass street. Uh, Tommy gets hold of it. The very first time I watched this, I looked
1: down for the second where they switch off. So I knew that there was a little tiny guy in the back of the rickshaw. And I looked down and I looked up and it was a kid. I was like, (laughs) holy shit. They're just trying
0: to pass. Like they only had the little guy for a day. How how much time are you on your phone during this movie? Uh, A good a bit. A good bit.
2: <laughs> uh, Kron, I played Sea of Stars while doing a rewatch of this. Because so. I needed to just listen to it. I didn't need to watch it. I needed to just listen to plot. Because you're not shown shit. It's just it's exposition. At about minute forty.
0: It it is a Hong Kong movie. I mean, they just
1: mm-hmm. hey let's not heap this onto Hong Kong. I mean full, they have some bangers.
0: Full yeah. contact is the same way. It just there's so much and it just does it just keeps going. So to plot these things is like it's horrid. <laughs> There's so f- much shit going on.
2: Yeah, and to be fair, it does it does come back around. It answers its questions, but we'll get there. it's not important, right? Yeah. It, it's- I mean, I would say that's kind of a hallmark of Hong Kong
3: cinema is taking a premise that is very simple on paper and convoluting it to the point where anyone watching doesn't understand what the fuck is going on. But it looks cool.
2: It's the, she, yeah, it does. Yeah, it's the inverse of a canon movie, right? <laughs> Where canon just says, ah, you don't need this exposition. Nobody gives a fuck. Cut that and move on to the next action scene. Who cares?
0: Oh, we're going to see everything.
2: Whereas at the end of this, if you go like, I didn't fucking understand it, but it looked cool. See, feel like I do
1: about that because I was trying to think of like what really works. And I would say it's, it's like John Woo stuff, right? Like, killer or something where you do walk out and you're like i think this guy directed the killer
3: three hark
0: that was was woo woo did he do the replacement killers i thought he did the i thought he did i thought he did a killer too shit there's no telling how many
2: killers are pretty killer names so i'm sure there's
1: oh no this guy produced the killer you are correct john woo did that yeah, so that's like, I couldn't tell you. I mean, I know there's a blind lady that's kind of like the the whole thing with the killer. He like made her blind and now he's trying to make up for it. I thought you were all, talking
0: about. There's a blind lady in here and I'm like, I totally fucking missed that. <laughs>
1: well, I mean, all I really remember from the killer is fucking Chow Yun Fat hopping around with two pistols and shit.
3: Yeah, or hard boiled. Like, I don't know what the plot of that was, but it was fucking
1: sweet. Mm-hmm. They had a baby, and pistols. Yeah. So if we compare this to that, I don't know if I'm walking out of the theater being like, they fu- they fucking did it with knockoff.
2: I guess what I was saying, inverse of a canon movie is going to try to like simplify it as much as possible. And to Chris's point, like Hong Kong will just sort of convolute it to where you don't like. Can. Is it a way to just sort of confuse you so much so it seems like there's a lot, but you just give up? Like, all right, I can't fucking follow this anymore. Let me just follow the action. Whereas a canon thing is like, we're not even going to give it to you because you're not going to give a shit by act two. It's two different approaches. No?
0: I think they just like to... I think I agree. They they have something and then they're like, all right, we'll throw this, 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 and this. And this person is gonna flip.
3: But yeah, I I think that just culturally they have a different, you know, film vocabulary and cadence that can be jarring if you don't watch a lot of it. It's kinda like if you watch any of like Giallo, like Argento in particular like none of that shit makes any fucking sense because they have a complete ambivalence towards telling a like a coherent narrative
0: but hey those colors look great
2: yeah and we're we're saying this though but this is you know a hong kong crew but it's written by steven de souza who is like he's the guy who comes in to fix American action movies, right? So it's probably, it probably is there on the page. It's just something about what they decide to shoot and show, right? Or do you think it's D'Souza being like,
1: they only bring me in to fix stuff. I'm going (laughs) to fucking make a confusing one
2: for me. This is my chance. this, Mm -hmm. This could be a first draft that he sold or something, you know? or he just came in and was like I have no notes <laughs> yeah who gives a shit yep
0: I could get Rob Schneider you guys want him
2: I'm living off fucking die hard money and my apparently awesome Arnold impression I don't know if you've ever heard that story
0: uh, you can tell it next week on the show okay cool mm-hmm. cause he'll be here
2: yeah
1: when we're doing horror movies <laughs> We're not doing horror movies next Next week. Next
2: week is Thunder in Paradise.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. It's going to be fun. All right, tell it then. Who gives a shit?
2: (laughs) All right, move on. We're still at the rickshaw race.
0: Read the emails, dude. (laughs) Tommy gets a hold of Anil and starts whipping that big, beautiful ass of John Claude Van Damme's. Ray is not a fan of this. Eddie gets in the car to take him towards the finish line. Ray's sole of a shoe totally falls off by this point. Uh, oh, there's It's this-
1: like a brief shot where the the sole separates and like a a little thing of like smoke comes out of it. Hell yeah.
0: <laughs> Looks good. The way that he when he starts whipping him with that ill and who who uh, whoever is speaking for Jean-Claude Van Damme he's like, "What are you doing? <laughs> uh, what you doing?" <laughs> I was just like, because the audio is, like, way louder than any that he spoke.
2: See, I I think that is Jean-Claude. I think he's just fucking coked. It's 8 a.m., he has not slept, and he's just screaming into the mic in the booth, and they're trying to save it. Yeah. Also a classic hallmark of
3: Van Damme cinema, you have to, like, focus on his ass in at least one scene. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. All right, the guys, the Russians on the radio, they swing in and they grab Eddie's body double and they call him a traitor as they pull him into a van. Uh, Ray sees this. These are the Russians, uh, but they realize that it's not Eddie, but they shoot the guy anyway. Ray thinks this is Eddie, though. So he goes after them. Uh, He kind of takes the rickshaw and connects it to the mirror, so they're kinda on the side of the van. We get a sweet ass uh, van crash into the marketplace. I thought that looked pretty good. Uh once all the chaos of the crash settles. Staple uh, of man. Hong
2: Kong cinema, right? Car through the marketplace.
0: Yeah. I mean, I always drive my car. If
2: you the don't get a dozen stunt guys like dodging a fucking car, like I don't think it can be like officially shown.
0: You think Rob Schneider did his own stunts in here?
2: No. Lauren wouldn't allow it.
0: Maybe that's the story that he always tells at parties. He's like, knockoff? Almost died three times.
3: Yeah. That's how he got Deuce Bigelow. That that scene with him and Oded Fair wire fighting. That's all Rob Schneider, baby. On the
1: beef... To be fair, uh, those times when he almost died was when JCVD took him out on a fucking night on the town. Mm -hmm.
2: I believe Rob Schneider was the first person I ever heard tell the story about the Seagal script. Are you guys familiar with this story? Where Rob Schneider apparently took a meeting with Steven Seagal and it's in a trailer or an office or something, and he's waiting, Seagull comes out of a room, he's like wiping a tear from his eye, and Seagull says, I just read the best script I've ever read. And Schneider says, who wrote it? Seagull says, I did. (laughs) Classic. Now I do, I often, Am brought to tears while editing this podcast, and it's not joy. It's, it's not beauty. It's um, shamed. I think that's probably the shortest word I could use to convey my.
0: It's fucked up, dude.
2: Sorry, I get it. Yeah, thanks. Chris Christ.
0: just left.
2: Wouldn't you? You're still in the fucking rickshaw race. <laughs> we didn't. Even well, it do- is the
3: best part of the movie, so mm-hmm. we might as well spend some time here.
0: Oh god, damn it! All right, the men from the van—they try to kill Ray, but uh, a woman, she comes in and helps Ray out and shoots one of the Russians and gets involved in the fights with. But she starts fighting Ray and the Russian goons as well. She beats up Ray pretty good. Ray takes a few goons out. He slams one of the guys' head into the ground, which looks. God-awful.
2: Best kill of the movie.
0: Mm-hmm. It looked like it hurt. It had a sound, too, and I was like, oof. then
1: not this guy, like, get up 10 seconds <laughs> later? Yes, ago?
0: he does. Oh, was that okay. him?
3: Yeah. I, it is. Is. Oh, I thought okay. that it was a completely different guy. I thought it was a guy. different guy. Yeah. No, no, he's just show... his fucking neck broken on a pile of puff corn and fucking <laughs> just stands up and dusts his
2: shoulders off.
0: He's a tough motherfucker, man.
2: I guess by this point, JCBD still wants to come off, like, you know, cool.
1: If anybody's looking cool, it's the guy who got
0: his neck snapped. And oh, fair enough. fucking powered through. Uh, Ray reaches Eddie to find that it's not Eddie. Oh, he was cheating again. Uh, our lady cop here, she handcuffs one of the Russian goons, but another one comes up. Uh, she she says something like "You're gonna s- spill everything," and he, he's like, "You're no, gonna talk,
3: not. perp." One of my favorite ADRs in the movie. <laughs>
0: perp. Uh, another Russian comes out. He says, "No, you're not," and shoots him. We get kind of a weird like action shot that's sliced. It looks like shit. Yeah, that was where I was like, I don't know about that's that one.
3: Classic split diopter shot, just like Pinocchio's Revenge or any Brian De Palma movie.
2: <laughs> this guy I wasn't fucking puppets, is, dudes. Holy
1: shit. Is it split diopter? I mean, I was talking about the scene where it's like someone gets shot and then it just gets like jittery for three frames. Uh, and it... Like, that's the part of the action that looks bad because... We've now taken the action out of the action scene.
0: Well, they had to say action to start it. The split diopter stuff looked fucking cool, dude.
2: (laughs) Clint Eastwood doesn't (laughs) You
1: know me. You know me. I'm a De Palma guy, dude. Brian De
0: Palma, never heard of him. Our lady cop, she tries to arrest Ray here, but Tommy knocks her out with a can of soup. Ray informs Tommy that she was a cop. And we spend like two minutes of him saying, she was a cop? She was a cop? Why didn't you tell me she was a cop? I don't know if that was for comedy, but it did not.
2: I fucking died, dude. Die. I was. <laughs> <laughs> so to good. It. I, yeah. Backed it Ch- up.
0: Changed your pants. You're pissed.
2: Yeah. I looked for the Best of Rob Schneider DVD on SNL. Couldn't find it, but I needed it.
4: Ray and Tommy, they get arrested. How bummed would you be if you you were on
2: SNL and you did not get a Best of DVD? That's got to sting, right? Or do you know? When you leave the show, you're like, eh. It's all politics. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's what he's been saying for the last... 35 years, dude. That's what turned him right. That's what finally did it.
0: I was going to say, that's what he's saying. Now back at the police station, Ray and Tommy are being questioned about the incidents that happened at the rickshaw race in the market. Ray and Tommy say they are just defending themselves. The Hong Kong police inform them that the guy that was shot was KGB, Russian intelligence agent, uh,
2: they get Man. real. They get real caring with a cell phone here when they're like, you know, we pay our taxes and shit. So, you know, <laughs> the whole reason, the whole reason, like you guys even have like a lot of vans and stuff, is because like you know we pay our taxes.
0: And it's always worked, people. For full, foolproof. Yeah, the uh, lady.
3: Also, a, another hallmark of East Asian cinema is having like. The English-speaking actor being the worst fucking actor in the entire movie. Very much reminded me of, like, the 90s Godzilla movies. Anytime they have an English-speaking military dude. This guy fucking sucked.
2: Is it... Because more often than not, it's probably, like, an Australian. Like, extra, right? So... And but assume, having
3: seen it so many times, it makes me wonder if I can tell if people are acting well in other languages.
2: Yeah. I think I was conscious of it. Um, my favorite Jackie Chan movie is Who Am I?
0: Your Bones. What? Your Bones. Why would you ask who you That's are?
2: That's the name. No, Dan, the, the title of the movie is Who Am I?
0: Your Bones. Are you I know.
2: I know that I'm Bones. There's a movie. Okay. The title of the movie is Who Am I?
0: You just said you were Bones. We're going to
1: have to skip ahead here. <laughs> so, <laughs> what the
0: fuck? How many gummies did you
2: eat? It's a good bit, though, Dan. I'll give you that much. I do agree with Kron. We got to move on, but it was good. Anyway, but the point being, that was the first time that I was sort of conscious. Like, you know, Sergio Leone movies, you know, spaghetti westerns where nobody on set spoke the same language they're just phonetically moving their mouth or whatever and you know that they're gonna dub it later but who am i it's pretty obvious because it a lot of it takes place in australia and then you have a lot of like dutch and french kickboxers and shit that are obviously dubbed so I was looking out for it. There's def like the one of the Russian guys in this. I'm like, I don't think he's Russian. He seems like a fucking <laughs> like uh like another Belgian boy or something. Like his vibe about him. Kiss of the Dragon, Jet Li. There's those two white-haired guys. The small guy and then like the real tall one.
0: It's like, been a long time since I've seen who am I? Probably when it was you're Dan. on VHS. And yeah, Kiss of the Dragon. I think I went to the theater to see that shit.
2: Kiss of the Dragon. That's holds Jet Li, right? Yeah, that shit holds up. I watched it last year. You ever seen that, right. Ron? No. Chris? Nope. He's got this little bracelet. He's like an acupuncture like expert, and he's got this say bracelet, no with more all these needles in it, <laughs> and he will fucking pop people in the neck and like freeze them or. Heal them and shit with this cool little bracelet, and the kiss of the dragon connects to that thing, and it is fucking dope. Sounds fucking cool. Yep. I'm a I'm a big fan of the one. <laughs> God damn.
0: I don't think I've ever watched that one.
2: Great wow. ending, man. Great ending. All timer. Yep.
0: Our lady cop she comes in and asks uh, Ray and Tommy more questions. Uh, Ray and Tommy say they're legit. As Hong Kong police give a brief history on how Ray ended up in Hong Kong, we get uh, we get another sh- a crazy shot of a, of a picture. I guess it has something in it where Han can listen. So it travels all the way through the picture into the computer to Han, to where he's listening. And it says, we're monitoring the room and they're lying. And he's like, of course they are. Uh, the Hong Kong police ask Tommy if they know a few of the players of the knockoff stuff that's going on, that they're involved in. They say no. Uh, the Hong Kong police end up releasing Ray and Tommy, but they say they're pretty much going to keep an eye on them. As they're walking out, uh, we get a fine lady. She cuts him off here, and she starts asking him questions. She tells them that she is the VP of V6 jeans. Her name's Karen. Uh, she's a size six. Uh, she makes Ray and Tommy test some of the knockoff jeans compared to the regular jeans that they are shipping to America.
2: You put she's a size six in the in your notes, which is the, the punchline to her saying, check this, and what is this? And he's like, it's a size eight, your size. Like... I find it interesting that you wrote down like, I wrote those physical... notes before
0: I knew that he said that.
2: Okay. <laughs> Just making sure that you're not getting in a habit of like physically describing these women in in <laughs> intimate detail. Like Hello. are, are My all name's of the rest... Dan Okay,
0: are all... you're size 4.
1: Oh, thank you. Dude, you are way off. <laughs>
0: Hi, my name's Laundry a six, Dan. It's my You're saying Bones size. is a
1: four? That's crazy. You're an eight.
0: I'm... You were way out of line, dude. Hi, I'm Laundry Dan. Chris is a three. Hell yeah. Probably not far off. Rawr. uh she, she explains that they are using 8 ounces of denim i i don't know instead of 16 like the mm-hmm. regular v6 jeans are
1: yeah denim's measured in weight of ounces is it really yeah
3: i had wow. to look this up because i watched this movie 3 times and it was <laughs> <laughs> really nagging at me that is the weight of a square yard so if it's 16 ounces per square yard it's a heavy
1: Heavier duty denim. I think the US standard is like twelve, I think. I looked what's, up some of this too. <laughs> what's le- what's like Levi? I had to pull up my phone to ignore this movie. I think Levi, like your standard Levi's are like a twelve, I think. Does it say it on the tag? No, I don't think so. But I think I it's think just it like it does. Fine. Fuck it, it does. <laughs> dude, why why for did you ask him? No, why did you ask Christ, him to
2: answer, to answer the question? I mean, Somebody? most of them now got spandex and shit in it, right? Because we're all so fucking fat. Four-way stretch. It's a third-dimensional world. What the fuck is the fourth direction with these jeans? Time. Damn. I wish.
0: Crowd, did you find like the heaviest ounce of denim?
1: Yeah, I think there's like some, like a Japanese company or something that's doing like 32.
3: It's all theoretical, yeah. though.
1: I wonder what Jinko's were. See, it big doesn't matter, dude. It's how heavy the fabric is.
0: You you walk, you walk. On a sidewalk in the rain and Jinkos, and those are the heaviest fucking things you ever had in your fucking life. Just
1: because they cover more real estate does not mean that the denim is heavier. I would have loved to hear you talk to your
0: realtor. <laughs> okay. Just because it says garage isn't included, that doesn't mean it's not included.
1: Mm hmm.
0: That's still 800 square feet, ma'am.
1: I was asking good questions, dude. What time... When was this roof replaced? How old are these AC units?
0: You're like, what's the the chi in here? Mm -hmm. Kron, didn't you move into
2: your house and then realized you had a hot tub on the deck?
0: (laughs) Well, I knew
1: that there was a hot tub. I realized that it didn't work. (laughs) Okay. When
2: I just fucking moved in. Does it still not work?
1: No, Wow. How, you got a hot tub guy? I don't have a fucking hot I tub guy. I have fucking
2: dude. offered, and you've what? been like, nah, I don't want to deal with it. You don't know how to fix a hot tub. I'm not saying I'd off. I'm not offering physically to fix it, but I'll pay for you to. If you take get the panel
1: did. off, it's just all fucking. It's like somebody blasted a fucking like, like filler in there. You can't
2: get to the pipes and shit filler like you're not, spray foam you like it, it. insulation like, like somebody oh, I insula- bet that, it's oh, like full that motherfucker of insulation hot then good on them
0: <laughs> yeah but you can't you get, get to anything running at like 200 I got fucking shit faced in a hot tub this year with bones and Stevo. yeah
1: no I wasn't invited
2: you wouldn't have come
0: I wasn't invited I didn't
1: have the chance All right, to turn so it down so the
2: v6 ip v6 vip <laughs> v6 vp is there
0: who I got to stop interrupting. I'm making it worse. Sorry. Ray and Tommy say there are a shit ton of knockoffs in Hong Kong. So what? She explains that the last shipment was half knockoffs and that this caused V6 jeans to lose millions of dollars, which actually they didn't convert it into Hong Kong. It's more.
1: It's more when they convert it to U.S. dollars. I feel like that's, seems incorrect.
0: Hong Kong might have been having a good year. I
1: think if, well, yeah, but if you like convert USD to Yen, you would, you would go down in
0: losses. I like your style. Don't tread on America. (laughs) Our dollar is the mightiest. Uh, Ray tells the shipping lady that they uh, are, he meets with one and says to just send them back from uh, customs. And everything's fine again, and they live a happy life and happy wife. They get married and crash and burn. Uh, Karen is not impressed. She tells uh, them that the police are going to be raiding the warehouse where these jeans came from, uh, and she brings up Eddie Wong's name, who's behind it. And she needs to. She needs them to identify the knockoff products being Tommy and Ray back at the Russian baths. Some Russian goons kill off some of their men that are not working out for him. Apparently uh, skinny shows up, turns out skinny's in with the Russians guys. And he puts out the info that the police are going to be raiding the V six jeans warehouse. And he runs, he wants the Russians to get there to take care of it before the police do. Uh, Ray, and have, uh, Ray, Ray and Tommy have a talk about the recent events that are going on with Eddie and the Russians at the about uh, at the rickshaw race. Ray spills some food on Tommy, so he heads to the bathroom. Ray asks one of the waiters if he has any new information on uh, Eddie Wong. Uh, the guy says he's still in town. He didn't go to Tokyo.
2: Is this uh, where uh, JCVD rips Schneider's shirt?
0: Yeah, Yeah, like
2: that's a a good-looking shirt, man.
3: (laughs) I want to say that that spa scene is probably where the ADR is. It's like a good two-minute scene, and it's just disembodied voices talking over random scenes of people being tortured on gym equipment.
2: (laughs) I think it's meant to kind of put you in the headspace of, like, how... Chaotic and vibrant and sexy, like a men's like spa like that would be. You know, it's like so disorienting. You (laughs) go in there thinking you're gonna get a workout and a soak, and the next thing you're getting is fucking worked and sucked. You know, you're like, whoa, whoa.
0: Those are always the best. What happened? I didn't know if you guys caught, but they panned over and like Vigo was. Fighting another guy naked in the other room. Yeah, you see
3: his ball sack.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tattoos look good though. Uh Tommy gets some visitors while he's pissing. They was say this, Chief is upset with you. Is this before he the, had a fucking zipper uh,
2: pussy in his
0: belly? Does he what? Sorry. Did you just make a crimes of the future joke?
2: I wouldn't call it a joke. I'd call it a reference.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You know we outlawed those in season two, right? Yeah, I, we outlawed references. I ha-
2: I haven't the confidence to say that anything that I say qualifies as a joke.
0: If you're the funniest guy on the podcast,
2: shut the fuck up, That's Kron. You know that.
0: Not right now, Chris. Although, Chris can't be handsomest and
2: funniest. True. Pick one. Kron.
0: some for
3: the rest of us. Kron, pick I one. I can
0: do it all. <laughs> Yeah, don't fucking give him a big head, Jesus. I already got a big here, head too. Here comes a big dick joke. You
1: already know. It's, it's out there deep. now, dude. People are talking about it, like outside of us. which well, is crazy
2: it, it's it's oh, called yeah? an it's called an investigation, Cron. <laughs> <laughs> people are talking, it, dude. It's are, like people like are talking about it at depositions, Cron. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's, it's not a good thing.
2: <laughs> Mike Lindell got mad when somebody called your dick lumpy. <laughs>
0: Have
2: you guys seen that clip?
1: Yeah. His like court deposition yeah. where he's like, it's not lumpy. <laughs> <It's> not- <laughs> Fellows are good. It's not lumpy. You're an
0: asshole. No one ever said that. Uh they say Chief is upset with him about the Rickshaw incident. Looks like Tommy has
2: Chris, you having more- a good time, man. <laughs> what's that are you having a, are you doing okay are you having a good time oh i'm having a great time okay all right all right all right
0: all right tommy looks like tommy has more going on than what we think ray heads mm, to the just bathroom. like me <laughs> ray heads to the bathroom because tommy's taken forever uh he notices a window is open and climbs through it a guy immediately yells at him to stay out of it Uh, Ray easily takes this dude out and continues to climb up this giant Coke Advertisement that's kind of funny huh
2: can we start to talk can we now I I know I'm the fucking worst at this can we talk about JCVD's character in this Why is it total what character exactly so he is set up and I think now is a good time to kind of talk about like the difference with JCVD versus Chuck and Seagal right JCVD can be sort of an everyman who is put in this weird situation who magically knows how to use any gun and is a martial arts expert.
3: And is Belgian.
2: And is Belgian, right. He he suffers the... <laughs> it, him and Arnold have that thing, right? Like, the best Arnold movies kind of address that in some way, like, you know, or it's used right. to his advantage.
3: Or it's Van Damme playing Guile, literally the most American
2: thing ever exactly but a seagull movie will go out of their way to say like he's a fucking black ops commando but now he's a firefighter but remember he was a black ops commando and And he was an
3: orphan and he was raised by the taos pueblo
2: yes and they always throw that in there jcvd it's like now we don't have to worry about that he's just like a cool random guy and then he becomes a badass or he was always a badass but it doesn't matter His whole tone and demeanor through the beginning of this thing, and it really connected Second Watch when he's given the knockoff shoes. like He's just so relaxed. We get that scene with him like letting the guy take his car for a spin, and he's cool, and he knows all these knockoff guys, and he's just like, Hey, guys! Yeah, let me put on the shoes. Who cares? And then when the shit hits the fan, he's like, The switch is immediate. What is it about JCVD that we as a viewer just sort of... Like, we buy in.
3: He's just got charisma. Is it? Is and it he's, ch- he's jacked, but I could believe attaining that physique without juicing, which I do not believe about, like, an Arnold or a Stallone.
0: JCVD loved performances as well. I think for a double take, he had seen uh, Dead Ringers, and he's like, Man, I really want to do something like that. <laughs> that was his inspiration for that. <laughs> no. You never heard that? On You're fucking impact. lying. That didn't happen. Supposedly oh he God. seen Dead Ringers and was like the performance that uh who's in that one? Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons. And yeah, he was like that's so amazing. Like I want to try to like do something like that. So he loved like watching bringing what he's seen and thought was great to his movies i think the
3: difference is like you watch a seagal and you're like you're fucking full of shit but then you watch van damme and you're like man you're full of shit dude it's like he just has a charm to him yeah i mean
2: sudden death he is a fire marshal (laughs) right named
3: darren francis thomas mccord the most irish
2: name. Mm-hmm. Um so the tournament movies you kind of buy in a way, right? He's he's training for this thing to achieve said goal. They're, it's so fo- focused and he yes, doesn't have it's
0: it's in a box. He doesn't really have It's a, it's to a go. Narrow, it's in a, a narrower
2: a more narrow motivation, right? But so I think the things they are the ones that really stand out to me with him are like, time cop. Like, I believe that he is a cop that is a badass in that thing, or street fighter, that he is a soldier in that. And Universal Soldier sucks, but it's believable in that sense. I just feel like he gets away, and Arnold gets away with it too, right? Like, he just happens to be a fucking genetic, massive freak, and like you hinted at, Chris, like, nobody in Total Recall was like, this fucking guy's still using Earth steroids. What the fuck? Like, (laughs) <laughs> but it's at this point in the movie specifically and that's why I wanted to bring it up here is that that cop or that agent's like hey man you're going to be in trouble and jcvd i think he says like i'm already in it. i'm already in it like fuck it who gives a shit and that to me was like the real switch of all right i don't give a shit anymore like they could have done uh two sentences of in their description of him in that interrogation that was like Oh, you're an ex-cop, or you're an ex-street fighter, or you're an ex-whatever who went bad. But they didn't have to. And I, I'm bringing this up as a plus, and to like you said, Chris, like his charisma, his charm—you just want to buy into it. The same way, in the inverse for Chuck, he's just so bland, you just sort of put that on him. Like uh, I guess this one guy said he's a badass, so I'm gonna believe it. <laughs> He's the only guy who can stop yeah. Rustoff,
3: but... I feel like he chooses roles that are closest to, like, who he is at his core. You know, I think you've made references to, like, there's certain places like Stallone or Schwarzenegger won't go because they don't want to be portrayed like that. Whereas I think Van Damme is just like, he just chooses roles that are kind of who he is and that comes through in his movies.
2: Yeah, we talked about in On Deadly Ground that Seagull has no sense of humor. I think J.C.V.D.'s strength, one of his strengths, is that he's got a massive sense of humor. He can allow himself to look goofy. He can allow Rob Schneider to slap his butt and shit like that. Like, Seagull, that would not fly. Stallone, it would happen, and he would, like, wink at the camera, like, people aren't going to believe this, you know? Like, (laughs) no way. No way, people are going to, Rocky getting slapped, like, people are going to love it, you know? But JCVD, it's just like a part of, yeah, I feel like you you hit more quadrants with him. So. If he had never
3: been famous, he probably would have been living a life similar to his character in this movie, just like devil make hair, doing
1: drugs, going to strip clubs and shit. Yeah,
2: ripping off people to make a dollar. Like, Yeah. <laughs> why not? Well, the scene when he throws the keys to the guy, when the guy's like, man, what a cool car, that may not have even been in the movie. That could have been JCVD showing up to set, and they were testing a camera. Like, I just believe that he's that laissez-faire. Fuck it. Just bring back my Coke.
3: <laughs> That's why he should have been in the actual big three, but... That's a conversation uh, for another day. Uh, the original
1: thank you, Chris. Big Three thank was Congress. It big was just three like is... the, well, like hard rock, like the fucking, you know, the guys who had that fucking restaurant chain together.
0: Planet Hollywood.
1: Oh, yeah, that's it.
3: Not the Rock In the background of it, this scene, I think, also, along with Coke.
2: Have you guys seen the AI president's tier ranking videos at all?
4: No. I know you're obsessed with
2: it. I'm obsessed with them, and I'm finally getting them out of my algorithm, and I think they're going away. But I do think (laughs) that it would be fun to do like a six-hour marathon where we got a bunch of people together, and we did a giant debate, and we fucking finally ranked these guys. I might try to coordinate this because... I think the I think the 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 big three are that's it that those are the three. I think the real argument is like your A B
0: tier. I think JC VD Bruce Willis needs to go.
2: No. Popular yes. JCVD. No, no. No. No.
0: Yes.
1: I mean, what's like a really I could. I think Willis has like bona fide, like, these are excellent movies.
0: What, I, what I think else JCB. does he have besides Die Hard?
3: Armageddon. Si- Sixth, Sense. Distance. Sixth, Sixth. That's not an action
1: movie. No, he does some no. stuff in there, dude. Hudson
2: Hawk, bro. Last, Last Boy Scout. Last Boy Scout's good pool.
0: I'll give you Last Boy Scout. But you got Die Hard One. Die Hard Three. Vengeance is the next good one. I've seen two. I don't think I've seen the other two. Pulp Fiction? Not an action movie, Kron.
2: He's a boxer in it. I don't think the Big Three oh, is necessarily limited to their action performance. I think it's what. I think you have to take into account what they've done outside of their action starness. So to Kron's point, like Sixth Sense, that's major. I think to come up from, like to be as a a TV comedian, a bartender, blues harmonica player.
0: We're talking about Woody Harrelson? (laughs) do, 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 do.
3: Well, if it's the big three action stars, I don't think their non-action stuff should be included in it. I think it's pretty inarguable that Bruce Willis has been in the best movies of those people. With Maybe there's an argument for Stallone with Rocky, but in terms of being a good film, like just Sixth Sense alone is probably better than everything else, but it's not an action film. He's not an action star.
0: I agree a hundred percent. And
2: this is with Chris. This is why we
1: need. Yeah, a, but it's like, this is why we need to call Keanu uh, action star? One hundred percent. like a bunch of non-action 100%. stuff. One hundred percent.
2: I take Keanu over Bruce, but that's personal. I'm not arguing objective.
0: I think Keanu has more action movies than Bruce Willis.
2: Speed, yeah. Wicks,
1: Bruce has all those
2: Matrix-like career. Shit, though. I mean... Yeah, he's probably done...
1: If you're just saying, like, the argument is volume... He's done
2: 25 Redbox movies (laughs) for every one (laughs) JCVD has put out in the last five years.
0: At the top of this building, Ray overhears Tommy talking to his boss about what's going on. Ray finds a metal pipe, rushes Tommy and the guys he's talking to right to the edge of the building... You think I can't smell cops? It all fits now. Ray says, you're setting me up to get to Eddie? And he's very pissed about it. From out of nowhere, Harry shows up. Karan, do you recognize this guy? No. Paul Servino?
3: Rocketeer.
0: He's making his second appearance on Five Day Rentals. His first being I, the Jury. Wow.
1: Our least listened to episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Such a fucking awesome movie though. Did it's you guys so think underrated.
1: it looked
3: so fucking weird? His introduction, like he was not actually there, like it was a, a green screen. Is that just me?
0: Like I, when I could first Like the whole performance, or just that?
3: Just that, that scene in particular, on top of the building.
0: I I would believe
1: that. It looks a little off. Like It doesn't quite line up the way that it should.
0: All right. Harry shows up from out of nowhere. He says that don't push him over. If you do, I'm the last man you'll ever see on Earth. Tommy says that he's CIA and Harry is his boss. Ray pulls him up from the edge. Harry tells Ray that they use used him as cover to get in to all the knockoff stuff industry that was going on. Ray says, you lied to me. You were supposed to make me go legit. Tommy says he was carrying him. He's been carrying him for the last four years. You're the king of knockoffs. Ray says, I was. You're still a fake. And he hightails it out, that bitch. Tommy says that uh, we have a problem now and explains what, uh, Karen told him earlier about the factory raid. Harry screams shit really loud on the rooftop. Uh, Ray does some thinking to himself, apparently by the airport. Uh, Ray and Tommy, they meet up with Karen again. They head for a van. Neil Breen outfit
2: here with the black tank top kind of out on his own.
0: It's thinking.
1: Mm
4: -hmm.
0: I think this is where Neil got it.
2: Another classic
1: Van
3: Damme contemplative montage. Mm -hmm.
0: Wasn't doing the splits this time, though. All right. They head to a van. Uh, Han helps Karen get in. Oh, And the van on the way to the uh, raid. They pass around some information on Eddie uh, Wong. Uh, There's also some date rape jokes and a Sean Connery impression that happens as well.
3: Fucking terrible.
0: It's pretty bad. I wonder if... I I wondered if Sean Connery would have called in. Uh, Han flirts with Karen over some Apple babies. He was too busy uh,
1: slapping a woman to (laughs) care. She just
0: wouldn't stop. You know?
3: (laughs) These fucking apple babies look like something you buy for a dollar in the magazine aisle at Kroger. Like, who the fuck is knocking these off?
0: What the fuck is Kroger? God damn it's a it. regional S- grocery Smith's, store. <laughs> Smiths, Albertsons, it's a re-
1: regional grocery store, dude. Food Lion,
0: uh, Piggly Wiggly. Uh, second fucking- save. Ray takes some verbal jabs at Tommy. Tommy and Ray grew. Uh, their group is all in positions, are in position for the raid. Uh, they already had a van out of the van. Karen gives uh, more background to Ray, and she says Eddie's pretty much going down. Ray goes up to sit, I guess to look out. Uh, we get the coughing guy from earlier. He's up there, and he notices Ray and hightails it out of there. Han explains that they're waiting for a pizza delivery, and that they will rush in whenever the the pizza shows up. Pizza this van does
3: show up a perfect distillation of how little shits they gave. Cause Hans like it's mama's pizza. And five seconds later, a van pulls up that says mom's pizza and the guy's <laughs> like, Hey, mom's pizza. So it's just, I thought that was funny. Just how quickly the continuity error popped up.
0: I thought it was crazy how big the van was. It's like, that's a huge ass pizza van.
2: They make it in the van. Oh, shit. On the way That's
0: there. A great idea.
2: They got huge-ass pizzas over there, dude.
0: <laughs> Wait <laughs> a minute. Copyright that idea. Would that be a good idea? Pizza van? Yeah, you just roll up to the residence, make the pizza, and... Yeah, you make it on the way. It's, like, super fucking fresh. Yeah, like, right out of the oven. Damn, dude. It's amazing. Dude, copyright, copyright by 5DR. You gotta have, like, an open flame...
2: Yeah, you got a barrel in the back.
0: No, Karan, you can do anything with oh, electricity these days. Crack a window. I don't want an electric pizza. <laughs> I you don't know it. that they got. I those, don't want it.
2: Those propane solo stoves now they get to like nine hundred degrees. Runs off. Yeah. If they yeah, got a it's old clean energy, Cron, Rome clay pizza back
1: there. I'll That's allow what it.
0: we're gonna fucking tell them.
1: Oh, but it's That's just like a fucking toast. It. It's really just a toaster. Like two strips of metal to
2: get hot. Yeah. Why don't we just cook it on the motor? <laughs> That'd be the way to go.
0: Han has a device that they found. They found this at the beginning of the film. It's pretty much just reads a certain thing that we'll get to. But it's a device that beeps. Uh, it starts beeping rapidly. Just then a van blasts through the garage and onto the Hong Kong streets. Ray jumps on top of this van as uh, the v factory goes up into a fiery green flames uh, the van busts through an advertisement made of bamboo and cloth which sticks to the top of the van why'd you on, write that <laughs> because that's an important part for Not the great. action scene What? write that it's made out of bamboo and cloth yeah why did you why <laughs> <laughs> because nobody would believe that a fucking billboard would land on top of this van all right it's a it's a piece of the story cron it's a literal set piece yeah he uses it later on which i'm about to get to if you would shut the fuck up han jumps onto the side of the speeding van and rolls with it uh, made out back of, of metal the... and <laughs> circuits you have no respect for my movies ever
2: I think it's more about your notes, not less. The I'm movie
1: confounded by your notes every time we. I'm gonna sit down to, for one of these.
2: That's <laughs> why your movies are the best. Like the, your episodes are the highest rated. They're the most detailed.
0: The back of the van opens up, and Han almost gets there, but three Russian goons who are armed start shooting. The Hong Kong police have joined in on the chase as well. The goons make quick work of this of these police officers, while Ray gets. Uh, his footing on top of the van part of the billboard that the van has drove through is still on top of the van that's a note the goons notice that ray's on top and they start shooting at him the driver I, slams on the brake to knock ray off if i didn't know it was bamboo and cloth i wouldn't have believed it <laughs> exactly god it just, that's a dickhole. <laughs> All right, one goon uh, climbs on top of the moving van and opens fire on Ray, but he manages to steer clear of these bullets by jumping into the bamboo and cloth advertisement billboard. (laughs) Ray jumps down and takes the goon out while Han gets into the van. Ray fights the driver of the van, who is now on top of the van. Ray super kicks this dude into a pipe. Looks pretty cool. Uh, Ray pushes the billboard off of the top of the van. Uh, as it falls, it catches Han and they both get caught up in it and land on the street. They start to chase the van on foot, but Ray finds the beeping device that Han had before the van incident. He notices it starts beeping rapidly again on an object in the street. Han quickly takes it away from Ray. Uh, we cut to a bomb squad. They contain the object that is beeping. Tommy shows up and says, sorry to Ray. Ray says, sorry to him. Uh, Ray finds a small little piece of metal in his shoe and they go see Tommy's boss, Harry. Tommy takes Ray to the CIA hideout in the Giant Buddha. Ray asks what's going on. Ray says he will bring Eddie Wong to the CIA if he can get him out of Hong Kong. That's the deal. Ray shows Harry what he found in his shoe. Tommy explains that it was the Green green Flame Project that the Soviets were working on years ago and now they have must have or have perfected it and finished it. Harry explains that that little piece of metal that Ray found in his shoe is an explosive device, a nanobomb. And they can put those bombs in anything and blow them up whenever they want. Harry tells Tommy to bring Eddie Wong in. And we are going to go take a pee break, gentlemen. Hey, guys
1: five-day rentals video store Lothario Cron Howard checking in. You know, being the kind of guy that I am and doing the kinds of things that I do, I often find myself in a lot of strange beds and the only thing worse than me or her or him or them being left unsatisfied is finding yourself on a set of bed sheets that may as well be made out of burlap. So let me introduce you to a product I've been known to pack for an impromptu overnight, Brooks Linens. Brooks Lennon's feature a thread count so big, her eyes are practically gonna pop out of her head when she sees it. And it's not just the comfort, these sheets are waterproof, stain proof, grease and oil proof. And when you roll over after a long night of exploration and light your celebratory cigarette, feel free to leave the ashtray in the rompous room because Brooks Linens microfibers prevent 99.9% of ash and odor buildup. Who could bring such an invention to life? I'm glad you asked. Founders Ricky and Valerie Phelps, who I've personally been involved with during several stays at the Hedonism Resort, realized their bedsheets just weren't up to the vigorous demands of a week-long bacchanal. When you're in the bedroom, the last thing you want ripping and tearing is your bedsheets. For a limited time, listeners of the 5-Day Reynolds Podcast can save 30% at Brooks Linens using code Doors. That's code saloon doors at checkout. So what are you waiting for? Grab some Brooks linens and leave that beach towel you've been using in the closet. See you soon.
0: Welcome back everybody to Five Day Rentals. We are in the middle of knockoff. I'm sorry. But what I'm not sorry about is that we have a special guest tonight and it's Chris. Chris, how you doing? How you feeling? Are you... You ha- you came back.
3: In the famous words of Joaquin Phoenix, I'm
1: still here.
0: Why don't you give us a little rap?
1: This is best movie and it paid off so well. I unironically agree.
0: It's Chris is here tonight with us. Um, like I said, man, Mount Moho Mount Mohill is phenomenal. Love it. It's a must listen to as soon as it drops when I see it on my Spotify feed there. And I've even went back and listened to a lot of Channel 83. I mean, I enjoy those episodes as well.
3: No, that's embarrassing. Why? Oh man, you know, just one weirdo bitching about movies. Never heard that before, have you?
2: <laughs> could be worse. Could be three.
1: Mm-hmm. At least you knew what you were talking about. You covered
0: some wild, wild shit though on that Pinocchio's
3: on that Revenge.
0: <laughs> I think you're maybe. Did Kron? Did you look that up? The other podcast that did Pinocchio's Revenge. Uh. I think... I've
1: looked up some stuff that's covered Pinocchio's Revenge.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's probably, well, yeah, I'm sure that would be a popular title. I got
1: some feelers out there for puppet-related content.
0: (laughs) I mean, you're almost done with the script for Pinocchio's Revenge Revenge.
1: Mm -hmm. The Revenge of (laughs) Pinocchio's Revenge. Is that what the category is called? Uh, it's pretty close to that, to be <laughs> quite honest.
0: <laughs> oh, God damn it. Have you guys picked your puppet movies yet? I have not been assigned a puppet category, therefore I have not looked at puppet movies.
3: I have a list of puppet movies to get mad at when you guys don't pick them for the show. So that's my puppet movie.
0: Well I then, looking... I will direct message Chris whenever, and say, "Hey, you want to come back on Five Day rounds
3: Puppets, hell yeah! Hey,
2: if you want to lead us through a puppet category, open door. Are there? Oh, 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 I would oh, Because open door
3: again. Unironically, if you had asked me, like in the year after puppet master five but before puppet master six if you had asked me what's your favorite horror franchise unquestionably would have been puppet master (laughs) love
0: that shit so you're saying six is what killed it for you
3: yes and then seven which is the legacy is a, a clip show
1: did you like uh, real? Littlest Reich? We all watched that together. Fucking the hated
2: whiteboard. it. Oh, it's a third of a movie, man. It's a bummer. Well, there's
1: a there's a guy that pisses like on Equalizer his own head 3. in it. That was pretty fun.
2: Yeah, there's also
3: a puppet called the moneylender or something like that. That's a caricature of Jewish people and racist racist stereotypes.
1: All right, we don't. Have, we
0: could focus on the guy that pees on his head. I mean, <laughs> we don't have to focus on the guy who wrote it.
3: I mean, one of the cool things is that they kill Nazis. Take that away, and that's like 50% of the appeal.
0: (laughs) Who was the lead? Dangle was the lead in that movie.
2: Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Fuck, what is his name? Tom Uh, something?
0: Was it Tommy in that?
2: No, like the actor's name is Tom something. I can't. Puppetman. Tom Puppetman, yeah.
0: Ray and Tommy, they show up to a hotel. A kid delivers them a fruit that says it's from Eddie. Ray says he knows where to go. Uh, We get a very quick cut to the fruit market. Ray meets up with Eddie. Is he fucking high? Has to be, right? I think his actor secret. Like he's drunk or high or some shit Eddie tells Ray that he's family gets serious with Eddie or Ray gets serious with Eddie and tells him that he's in deep shit and he wants to know who set him up uh, Eddie splits the jeans here and says it's skinny no? okay I'll move on uh, and he brought in the Russians, and that's when everything went wrong. Eddie says he provided the knockoffs, and that was it. Ray tells Eddie that Tommy is CIA and that he made a deal for him that he would get him out of Hong Kong. Eddie runs off to show them something new that he's going to sell. He opens up the safe. It's one of the nano bombs from earlier.
2: If somebody and pointed it, at Rob Schneider and said he's CIA, would you believe it?
0: No, I didn't believe it in this movie. No, okay. That's one of my knocks.
2: I'm I'm glad we can agree on something.
0: Uh, This blows up. It blows Eddie right out the window, and then when he hits the other building, he blows up.
3: Get fucking frakered, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: All of Eddie's goons are alerted by this, and they quickly move in to take out Ray and Tommy. A giant fight ensues as goons chase Tommy and Ray, through the fruit market here. Uh, They try to hide out, but they hide out right in front of a camera, which I thought was kind of funny. Uh, The goons find him, and the fight is on. Uh, Ray takes out a ton of these dudes, but he's taking some shots. Uh, Ray pushes Tommy away in a fruit cart. He kind of goes down a thing and watches the fight from a security camera. He also takes out one of the guys, which is kind of just like throws him on the ground. Uh, Ray wraps a chain around his hand or arm, and he battles many goons with machetes. Uh, Tommy watches the fight on the video camera monitors. Uh, Ray eventually gets back into backed into some boxes. He trips over um what is it, I guess a moped and takes off. He rolls through a locked gate, and they get out of the fruit market. Well, he catches up with Tommy first. who's still in the VCR. He's like, why are you taking that? He's like, everybody that came through here is going to be on this tape. You've got no idea how
1: valuable these will become in 20 (laughs) years. Yeah.
0: Give it 20 years.
3: Would you guys have flipped the fuck out if you saw this fight scene in 1998?
1: I don't know. It's hard to look back, but I want to say no. Like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs>
3: I don't know, man. And when I was watching this, I was like, this is like the fucking warehouse fight scene in The Protector, but like 1998 version. It's hard to, I agree. It's hard to look back in a post John Wick world at what action movies were like back then, but I thought it was pretty fucking good. I think I, it's I,
0: good, but I don't and maybe it's just the sd version it just doesn't look clean to me maybe i don't or maybe it wasn't long enough it seemed like a lot of circles like he was swinging a lot of shit around in circles
2: i'm trying to put myself like i'm trying to remember where i was headspace wise or like what movies i was like watching around this time and i think Having grown up on T2, Indiana Jones, Die Hard, like, I think around this point, I was getting into, uh well, shit, a movie that we're going to talk about in a month. Uh Fucking Godzilla. Like, I was trying to, I think I was into, like, sort of big height blockbuster action, you know, Con Air, sort of that sort of stuff. I wasn't watching a lot of foreign film or Hong Kong action or anything like that. I was definitely in a big 90s American mode around this time. And I was living in Guam when this came out. So, and you would think like, well, that proximity, but what we were getting was like the most mainstream shit, but months after it came out. So I do have an appreciation for it now, yes like As I've gotten older And I think John Wick Has now sort of solidified like, uh, Or even Jackie Chan Who, like, fuck You throw out Jackie Chan's name And I'm like, well, maybe he would go over Bruce In terms of a big three, you know Um, I don't know I think the cool answer would be like Yes, this would have blown my mind But I think I was way too lame That's my short answer
0: I liked the chain thing, but it didn't seem like they did it very long. I thought he could have used it more like maybe tripping a dude or something. I don't know.
3: I would have creamed my knockoff jeans. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good one. The score, this is also probably the best music in the movie right here, I would say.
0: I think it works. Uh, They break through a window to escape. They agree to meet up at the office later. Ray somehow makes his way on top of a van. I guess these are some of the goons that are from the fruit market that are looking for the guys who killed Eddie. Yeah. Uh, Ray shows up at Skinny's warehouse and says, you better run because they're coming for you. See, I thought when you killed
2: a master that the goons are supposed to just, like, scatter. Or is that vampires I'm thinking of?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Did any of you catch the scene where, uh, right after this warehouse fight, JCVD and Rob Schneider are, like, leaning on a post? Like, they just got done running away from all these guys and Jean Claude is like murmuring weird shit like ooh ma
0: la la. Ooh mama. <laughs> did la did no one else like catch that? No. Well, he's, he's doing like, that I, and Schneider's like, I gotta find a place to
1: yeah. rest or something. That was all ad libbed and then eighty yard later <laughs> after the fact. It was crazy.
0: Uh, Skinny says he killed Eddie, in which Ray says the Russians did. All right, he says they're coming for you. He says you. All right, Ray says that Skinny asked him why he, he killed Ray and asked him why he brought the Russians in. Skinny denies all of this, and his goons move in to take out Ray. But Skinny accidentally uses the word executed. And this confirms to Ray. That Skinny had something to do with it. Uh, we get some wild ass camera work on the chase here. Again, it's that like f- flutter as they chase each other. Uh, Ray takes those goons out pretty easily. He catches up with Skinny and traps him in his car. Uh, he presses Skinny for information by running the car off of the loading dock and flipping it. Somehow it lands on all four wheels and keeps rolling.
2: Was that a fuck up?
0: I don't Was know, that ca- looked fucking cool
2: though. Was that car supposed to land on that like trailer? It's and- hard to tell. Yeah.
3: Okay. There's one stunt guy that narrowly escapes death.
2: Yeah. Cuz it's 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 like a stereotypical like shipping container. Then you have like a few tables full of what are they? Like water jugs.
4: Mhm.
2: Which I took it as like, oh, if it rolls off, that'll kind of help you know catch it kind of like you know cardboard boxes in a warehouse you know that old stunt trick but it almost seems to me like they fucked up the jump and it was maybe supposed to ride off that like that box car or whatever but the camera doesn't move the camera's locked in and has that section in frame so like you said dan the fact that it flips over and then drives off is incredible
0: yeah, as it speeds off, uh, Ray says, "You've been on both sides, haven't you?" Uh, we come back to the office where Tommy is patching his back up from all of the uh, fun at the fruit market. Fucking Karen sexy, Ch- sexy. Rob Schneider. <laughs> I just
2: put <laughs> I th- him on the list. I think mean, is this? It's just classic action, sexy scene, man. Somebody bandage, bandaging up somebody. It fucking works on me every time, man. It's intimate.
0: Karen shows up and helps Tommy with his wounds. This is just her way of questioning him about what went down. And yes, she is acting a little interested in him. A uh, quick cut to Ray negotiating, negotiating with Skinny about who killed Eddie <laughs> while the CIA watches. He's brought him to uh, the big Buddha hideout. Eddie was like a brother to me. Yeah, Men- Menendez brother. Ray oh, they were, t- 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 were set in courtside at a Lakers game or something? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does,
3: Does anyone else feel like uh, Skinny had like a Billy Eichner quality to his voice?
2: <laughs> Name a woman. <laughs> For one dollar. <laughs> Are you jealous of Seagal's success?
0: Who's funnier, me or Seth Rogen? Get out of my face. Get out of my face, bitch. Uh, they watch the tape and they see Karen talking to Skinny on it. Ray heads out to find Tommy and Harry says he'll talk to Skinny. As Ray walks out of the CIA hideout in the giant Buddha, it explodes into green flames. But Ray survives.
2: What is the Spidey sense thing that they hint at?
0: Like, oh yeah, they do make a yeah reference to like that, right? Yeah,
2: like JCBD kind of re- he has like a premonition or something that it's gonna blow. No.
0: Hold on! I gotta kill this fucking centipede.
2: Don't you don't need to kill a centipede, dude? Dan's killing a helpless insect with his fucking shower shoe Oh my in the God. Middle of the show
0: You want me to send the remains?
2: No, I will say though that there was a, a reference to popcorn And I was dreading somebody referencing that So I'm glad we moved on Nope. Do we have a we have no. a popcorn joke? Nope. I'm I'm glad. Let's move on. I shouldn't have even brought that up. I was just trying to fill time while Dan killed a fucking common household bug.
0: Sweet, my God-given American right. Don't Good tread on it. me.
3: Yeah, fuck yeah. Don't tread on me times a hundred.
1: I hope it ends up like the end of a creep show with all those roaches. Hope you have a house full of centipedes.
2: Human centipedes.
0: Mm-hmm. I caught front.
2: The straightest position. Yeah, but I. I, I Middle
1: think, is secretly the best, dude. I think
2: in that bit though, I was I wasn't saying you were going to be in a human centipede. You immediately you fucking volunteered to be part of a human centipede. I was saying that your house is going to be full of a bunch of other human centipedes
1: it's like Listen, middle no. you get every experience dude you get all of it
2: you got no Any, agency zero agency though Right? Mm. yeah mm.
0: anytime a centipede is brought up in a conversation you automatically say i call first if if, if you're goes tiny to lister that, <laughs> if it goes to that Back at the office, Karen I don't cuffs. think you get to decide.
1: That's true. You I think don't. the guy the guy decides for you. But what?
2: How so you're gonna go together? I haven't seen the movies. What's the parameters? Does he have like a like? He just does it. Okay.
1: Yeah, he's making a human centipede. Is it whatever dude, the fucking yeah, actor was comfortable with? because well, they need it. so many shoes.
0: No, just do it, Kron. If you have a dream, just do it. I don't think that's it. Yeah, Nike's pushing like, oh, be a basketball star, be a professional football player. I think and if you're involved, he was like, I'm going to make a human centipede. If you're
1: involved in a human centipede, you do not get to pick what place you go. The guy's going to drug you. He's going to stitch I want
2: you out. up however I want he wants. Out. I'm not. I want out. Of what? The, the human centipede? centipede.
0: I would rather go to the house in Strangeland than do human centipede.
1: Bones, you might be out because you might be like too tall. I mean, no. I think you got to get people of like.
0: Yeah, you can't do have that, like, like that a tiny, tiny is, guy in a huge That guy. is a good. I mean, that's a good whoever's point.
3: Behind you is going to get some, some neck problems. <laughs>
0: <laughs> mm hmm. Well, now he's back in because you guys are being fucking weird about his height.
2: Yeah, and if I'm in the back, the people are going to get a a fucking lower back arch that's not healthy. So It's going to
1: be, if you're in the front, it's going to be so terrible for the guy behind you because he's going to be all knees and his arms
0: are just going to fucking dangle. Yeah. So you think there should be a tall person's human centipede? Much short person human. Much less the bruised shit that that they're going to have from my fucking
2: massive ball sack just fucking (laughs) saloon-dooring constantly as we're trying to maneuver through whatever maze this fucking mad scientist is having us dig through. Be like Donatello playing with that fucking
0: blow-up clown and...
2: Yeah! (laughs) Yeah!
0: Wouldn't a human centipede get boring? This is like a pet, I, right? Fifteen minutes, but 15 you died minutes, minutes in. Pretty, tops, pretty yeah. soon
3: afterwards. So. That's
1: just
0: dude, that's a bigger body you have to bury. That is the
1: dumbest thing you've ever said. <laughs> no, dude, human centipede's <laughs> fucking fun as hell,
0: dude.
2: Spencer sell like a human centipede party kit. That's like you know two belts with like a fucking chin strap on it just for people to try okay that that's an idea that dan doesn't immediately want to fucking copyright all right sorry
0: i mean if it's gonna make us money i'll copyright it yeah there's fucking sickos out there dude i feel like that's a select group
2: of people that's a viral tiktok thing
1: well, you You'll never believe what me like, and my girlfriends
0: like,
2: did. If they
1: cost cheap enough and you're selling them, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Knock them off. Mm-hmm.
0: You get a good TikTok going, any, anything's possible. Mm-hmm. The
1: human yeah. centipode. <laughs> Guys,
0: I
3: just bought the human centipede at Gadzooks.
2: Did you know that Spencer sells this one-of-a-kind human centipede kit?
1: It's me, Billy Hughes.
2: I am the human Singapore. You get like a fucking everlasting boxing belt, a fucking MMA mouth guard. Sew those bad boys together. Done. How are you supposed to eat shit with a mouth guard in? Oh, you're going that far. <laughs> Thank, I was you, just trying to, Thank you, Chris. I was just trying to lock them into the position you're talking about. Okay, okay.
0: You gotta be scientifically correct, man. Okay. I, okay. If
2: you're in the board meeting, that's question number one, dude. <laughs>
1: I'm yeah. just asking questions.
0: If this is Shark Tank, right, t- Tucker, you're out. Like, you don't have your plan.
2: Okay, so we got to get what uh, is it? Is it an underwear with a hole in it, and then like a headband nope. that's so? No, you're doing underwear. a
0: human centipede. You don't need underwear. You're you're rolling into human centipede party in undies.
2: Okay, all right. So you're saying this kegger just turns into full blown real gorilla glue mouth on hole. Okay, I'm out. You glue, or I'm out. Do you sew? I'm...
1: well, it's just for fun, though. I mean, it's not.
2: <laughs> Should there be a whole Shark Tank episode that's just people pitching their human centipede products?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you call it Shark Tank.
2: Cube in it. So, so I'm crazy. out. I'm
0: out. Not investing. <laughs> I've single handedly
1: funded every one of these.
0: Hi, what's your name? Yeah, my name's Dave. All right, what do you got for us? Um First
2: of all, I'm a cancer survivor. Uh, don't just get to the fucking
0: <laughs> get to the product,
2: all right. There's fucking thirty Two guys dollars. behind you that all had cancer. All
0: right, all right, all right, all right. Okay. Uh, this isn't America's Got Talent. You guys ever seen Human Centipede? Ah, we're out. Get out. <laughs> Give you
3: $20 for 75%. Gross. <laughs>
2: Here's
0: my card. I'll talk to you after the deal. deal. I
2: want 15% on the back it's, end. It's a deal. <laughs> so the Buddha blows up.
0: Back at the office. Ball of green
1: flame. Green flame. Back at the office. Hot. We're so close. Back at the are office. We, are we so close? Like 45
0: minutes of movie left,
2: which is 2 hours like of Dan, Dan notes. You know so
0: I could drag this for another three hours.
2: We might beat Vibrations tonight. We'll see. Fuck George.
0: Uh, Back at the office, Karen cuffs Tommy and starts asking some real questions. But Ray runs in and explains Karen is in on the whole thing because she met with Skinny. A fight ensues between the three of them. Karen puts up a pretty good fight and drops nanobombs device the beeper as the fight continues
1: this movie was scary as hell I kept thinking my pacemaker
0: was going off (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the fight continues till Tommy gets her gun Tommy's gonna Uh, Tommy says we need to take her to the CIA our CIA hideout and the giant Buddha but Ray explains that Harry and skinny are dead in the explosion that happened there earlier. Tommy, not too concerned about that. Karen says, look into my pants and pulls out a CID badge or CIA badge CID. It checks out. They question Karen on why she is there. And she says that there's a mole in Harry's gang. And she was there to find out who it was. Karen says there's a special CIA unit. We got him CIA here tonight, unit. ladies and gentlemen.
1: <laughs> Mount oil.
3: Yeah,
0: it's me. <laughs> Thank you, Chris, for enduring the Five Day Roast podcast. Karen says that there's a special CIA unit in Hong Kong because of the handover And they can uh, help him out. They get ready to go, but Ray finds a nanobomb device. And he finds the device that Karen's dropped, which is the beeper. While Tommy and Karen are leaving, they get stopped by some Russian goons with guns. Ray notices the device is beeping like crazy on the buttons or the button of his jeans that he's wearing, which happen to be the V6 jeans. Are those girl jeans? Unisex. (laughs) Good looking jeans.
2: I bet JCVD wears women's jeans. And he he could pull them off.
0: Like, are you talking about him taking off his jeans?
2: No, I'm just saying, hit that big bubble (laughs) butt, you know?
0: (laughs) Are we going to get an email? Sure. From who? Bones' JCVD
1: Fan Fantasy.
0: Club?
2: I'm out.
1: I don't think uh, Google wants you to have much. that big of an attachment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh Ray, he quickly changes and checks the shipment that they called back from earlier. He gets the address to where it's shipping out of, which is a dock. Which usually is featured in every Hong Kong movie pretty it's much. It's usually
2: where most things like ship
0: out of too. I ship my pants. Uh, Tommy and Karen are loaded into a car. As Ray is changing, someone is setting up a bomb to blow him up. Ray opens the door to the closet and Han is holding the bomb next to a dead Russian guy. That confused me on the first viewing. I was like, why is Han trying to blow up Ray? But it wasn't. It was a Russian. Han saved him, guys. Uh, we get some handover news again with some news reports. Ray explains the story to Han, and they make their way to the dock. Meanwhile, Karen and Tommy are already tied up at the shipping boat. Can I die alone, please? Karen says as Tommy talks all kinds of shit. A Russian goon explains the remote explosive process. This
1: Russian glue. The beeper.
0: Tommy says his CIA or sees his CIA buds coming in and starts yelling shit at the Russian goons. Uh, the Russian goons put nanobombs on Karen and he also has some acid as well that he uh, shows a drops example of he connects it to her right?
2: Is it the same shit that fucking Jack's Joker had in that flower like that seltzer acid?
0: Me, I'm just giving away free money. Mm
2: -hmm.
4: You are my number one.
2: A guy. guy. Chris, we have not progressed at all (laughs) in the time that you've been gone.
0: Good. (laughs) Harry comes out and Tommy is very glad to see him. But he doesn't untie You were kidding, Bones. <laughs> he gives a cigar to one of the Russian guys, the coughing guy, actually. You're giving the wrong. You're giving the wrong guy a cigar, Harry. Harry's been in it, been in on it the whole time, guys.
2: Fuck is. Paul Sorvino, one of the most least intimidating people of all time. Like I get no, I have no sense of like fear with Paul Sorvino.
0: Yeah, he's like a cool
2: uncle or something.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's like the guy, the uncle that let you look at the Playboy. What?
2: So you don't and tell was, your mom?
0: And I was like, no, I want the playgirl of Sylvester Stallone. <laughs>
2: and he's got it
0: that's weird but i'll get it for you
2: i don't look at the pictures but they had the better articles
0: it's true more sports covered there
2: i mean i mean goodfellas right that's paul sorvino that's what everybody knows
0: rocketeers okay you know this is the second time he's been featured on five-day rentals I bet Kron doesn't know that. This is already. Well, you did talk about this earlier. (laughs) Shut up! Shut up!
3: I'm sure he knows about it from forty five minutes ago.
1: No, Mm -hmm. he was gone. Yeah, Bones was gone. Everyone else, the
2: listener was here. (sighs) We were gonna get them, dudes. Nobody's. Nobody's still here. They're gone. Mm, They left. They got their. They came at the human centipede thing and shut the episode off before their wife came back into the room um their refractory period yeah what did i miss did you you mentioned the paul servino movie yeah that we've I already was, talked about
0: i and i was giving kron a chance I, the jury that's correct chris i was God giving kron the damn. chance to look like he knew what he was talking about for once and he uh, fucking I, totally blew it. Hey, He's there's only like,
2: the there's only one thing from Eye of the Jury that I remember.
0: <laughs> Velda. Oh sweet Velda. Oh. Uh, oh. Oh. Okay. Harry was in on it the whole time. What? Uh. Ray makes his way to the boat using Han and a shipping hook, which is kind of cool. Karen goes off about harry being a rat harry explains he's making a ton of money off these nano bombs or he's going to at least uh ray finally gets on the boat doing some zipline shit he says Um,
3: entrepreneur shit the way that someone pronounces it if they've never seen that word before (laughs) entrepreneur shit baby cakes
0: Oh, it's a Karen. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Was it to match an ADR? Do you think? Like maybe he had to in stretch order, it if out that's or the something. Case,
3: he still pronounced it wrong. Yeah, that's in the fair. First but place.
2: yeah.
0: There's also a uh, reference here to "Goodbye Yellow Book Road," which I hope, <laughs> I hope you don't mind. It's been behind me. I hope you don't mind. It's been behind me this whole time, guys. And nobody's noticed. Your fucking head's been in front of it. No, it's not. It's right there. It's right over now, my shoulder. Just a candle
1: in the wind. What else? <laughs> Step into Christmas.
0: <laughs> I'm a rocket man.
1: All All right. Right.
3: Excuse us for not recognizing the album cover in 240p.
0: <laughs> it's it's 120. It's
1: also at the back of the fitting room, for
0: the movie. Like. Harry orders Karen and Tommy to be shot, and they are. Good night, folks. Uh, but not before Han smashes a crane through the ship. Causing all sorts of chaos, and containers to shift. Tommy just happened to catch the acid Guys, as all this went on.
2: We've talked about the responsibility of every man to take a hefty bag full of porn out into the woods. At what age were we all supposed to go learn how to operate a crane? Uh,
1: me, Tw- twelve.
2: You you did it at twelve? Okay, yeah. Was it like selective service, like when you went and signed up at the postal service? Did you? Twenty-two. Okay.
1: (laughs) Dude, I'd been running cranes for a decade by the time you learned.
0: Yeah, every person's different, Grant. You can't judge Mm -hmm. a man of when he first got that sweet, sweet joystick in his life.
2: He took a few years after school, after high school, traveled the world, came back. It's fine. Me, I never graduated crane school.
0: Dropout or just I dropped out. Yeah,
2: fell off the fucking crane.
0: I worked with a guy that did like (laughs) crane work overseas. Nice Wilhelm there. And one day I was driving past the gas station, and they were like hanging a new sign, and I was like, "Oh man, that dude would be freaking out." If he's seen that crane over there, because he could like name all the fucking cranes. Was shit. the
2: sign made of fabric and bamboo?
0: No, <laughs> it was a regular American sign. Um, <laughs> so I roll through the light and turn. And he's standing out there talking to the guys. And I was like, what, what are you supposed to be working? <laughs> yeah, he's sitting there talking to him. And I was like, of course he is.
3: Sounds like a uh, real Man of Genius commercial or something, (laughs) that story you just told.
0: I couldn't knock him. I'm like, yeah, he loves cranes, whatever. (laughs) Let him have his few moments of joy here. All right, Tommy manages to catch this acid and Karen kicks it. Tommy throws it with his teeth and Karen kicks it and hits Harry's arm. Apparently that uh, Puma jacket it didn't it? Didn't go through the cloth or anything. Back in what the fuck is this? Ray starts taking out some goons. Uh, he slides down the uh, some tarps here onto the main uh, area where all this is taking place. Uh, he's sliding all over the place, shooting dudes in between containers. That's pretty sweet. Uh, the Hong Kong police pick up an intrusion, and they go to investigate. Why does that big I... ship have giant tires on it?
2: It's the when they bump onto the dock.
0: Okay, but... Yeah, what age were you when you first learned how to sail? All right, it's like the one vehicle you
2: don't need big tires on. What? It's a fucking boat. Well, you don't want that big ass boat slamming into the concrete pier.
1: Surely they make like a fucking bumper or like I, a they, that is the bumper. Why reinvent okay.
2: the wheel? Like it literally is like the best thing that we have for that.
1: I don't know. They got like fucking like inflatable things that
2: they I put have. on boats
1: now. I don't know. Three tires
3: are going to mitigate the inertia of a fucking <laughs> boat slamming into a concrete
2: pier. I mean, they probably don't know. Oh, they're doing full reverse right they're slowing down it's just to ease the guys are taking coal out of the
0: (laughs) engine bay they're not coming into the dock at fucking 120 miles an hour
2: you just shut off the air supply cron that's what reduces the fire thus reducing the amount of steam thus (laughs) anyway um also all you got to do is like reverse the gear and you fucking put it in reverse real quick
0: Okay, so I just rode a I just rode like
2: a, a ferry a few weeks ago across uh, Lake Michigan, and uh, let me tell you, they're still using the fucking tires, so uh, they work. It was a very smooth entrance Operina. into that pier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't feel it at all. Big Tonka triers. triers <laughs> I'm tired. I'm tired, guys. Let's move the fuck on
1: let's not let's dan in let's, this movie <laughs>
0: tell you. i've ended this movie twice and you guys let's just really stuck marinate around.
3: in these this tire section of the movie
0: <laughs> which i haven't even got to yet
1: i answered it we're there dan no we're not <laughs> go from here skip ahead 10
0: sentences there are two officers that talk with ray and tommy at the beginning of the movie they call it back to the beginning. No, these are the Hong Kong cops that the fucking ship is causing an intrusion into their brand new sea that they've taken over for the fucking that at least that's what I think it is.
2: It's a new sea? Not a
0: new sea, it's but they've crazy, taken over man. with the transition here, Hong Kong to Chinese now. Yes. And this boat is going into that. That's it. I don't know unless somebody else can tell me what the fuck was going on. I think on China
3: this. has a strict no leaving policy and that's that's what it boils down to.
0: So I, it wanted to leave and I think it was the, the fucking no. It
2: was the per, protective perimeter that they had established for the handover process and the ceremony.
0: Okay. It's, this is something that they did not need to fucking add at all to this. Uh, They call in air support, but Han eventually gets to the control room and starts fucking with it. And he manages to get the ship to steer away from this line that it passes so these fucking helicopters won't blow it up. It's just another piece of added suspense. Uh, They smash some shit up, the Hong Kong police, blah, 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 We get the choppers. Han gets to the ship before they can blow it up, blah, blah, blah. The ship smashes into a building on the dock, uh, which starts the shipping containers to move once again. The Ray makes some smooth moves to avoid these. <laughs> Tommy and Karen, they take out some goons. Han finds the main controls and docks the ship by uh, coming up from the water and pushing it up, so stops it. Harry calls in more goons. Cron docking uh, is like this, like when the guys do this. Mm-hmm. You know, that's when uh,
1: the two wieners spoke into each other.
0: <laughs> what color bandana is that? It's
1: you just put a tire like a, like a batting donut
3: yeah. around your Yeah,
1: <laughs> You hang a little uh, strip of rubber out of your back pocket. <laughs> I think we're coming up with new ones that didn't exist. Okay, it's an
0: evolving medium, dude. <laughs> Write a book, dude, and sell it on Amazon. We'd make fucking cashola,
1: dude. The the new bandana code.
0: A <laughs> uh, big shootout happens, of course. Seems like Karen it could be a pamphlet. A I it needs here to be a fucking up book. All kinds of motherfuckers. Han takes on fire and gets into a giant tire. He takes uh, on fire? He takes fire from
1: guns. Oh, okay. Thought he fought... <laughs>
2: Fucking the entity of fire. (laughs) Yeah.
0: He's not Steven Seagal, dude. Uh, A Russian goon joins him on the other. Harry tries to make an escape, but Ray is on them like a fly to shit. Uh, The coughing goon tries to fight Ray again, but gets caught up in some netting and a container falls down and pretty much takes his head off and other body parts as well. Uh, This causes a whole shitload of knockoff jeans to spill onto the dock of the ship. Uh, The Russian goon gets Han out of the tire by tying a grenade to a string and tossing it down onto one of the chains. It blows up. Han hits the ground. The Russian drops in, but gets netted by Ray. Karen takes out some more goons. Harry makes it to a tugboat that pulls up, but Karen manages to snag a rope while jumping from the dock before it gets away a goon sees her and Han makes a dramatic leap into the ocean before hitting the ocean he shoots the goon that's about to take out Karen Ray takes out the Russian goon with uh, uh he had the weird blade in the beginning kind of some person in the uh, steam room there he with some sweet ass uh, jcvD kicks that we are all accustomed to Tommy drops the anchor on this guy helps him out back on the tugboat Harry's ready to blow up the main ship and has the detonator in his hand ready to go Han finds a speedboat, and him and T- R- Tommy and Ray join him on that but the engine won't start Karen throws a nanobomb that she had on her uh, into Harry's ship that he's on uh, the main ship blows up, but the guys get away, just in the nick of time, to avoid uh, containers as well. They pick up Karen from the sea, and uh, Tommy finds Harry's detonator in the ocean. Do you Two like hours.
3: how when Paul Servino dies, he goes "Whoa!" <laughs> Is that the what noise are you guys making when you go out?
2: Stoic, oh, quiet
0: shit, I hope it's like a orgasm <laughs> I, knew he, I knew he was going there,
2: right, I mean, if she you gotta go, you hope you die mid orgasm,
0: yeah, or at least well, finish don't we all. First. no middle, dude,
2: yeah, I don't have to clean it up
0: <laughs> I, I mean, last week you said you had a thirty five minute orgasm, hmm <laughs>
1: He's a survivor. They had to resuscitate <laughs> me in the middle of it.
0: Who's they? And the nobody paramedics. Would be in, nobody would be in the mood for sex if that happened. Oh.
1: <laughs> you don't know the crowds I run in, dude.
0: <laughs> Two hours later, Harry... My orgasm lo- <laughs> ends. <laughs> I hate this fucking show. It's <laughs> Just stupid. in your notes, dude. Say the end. <laughs> so
2: fucking stupid.
0: <laughs> I'm trying, but of course you're trying to fit in fucking dick jokes.
1: You could literally just say the
3: end, and no Their one. Their dick references, the Dan.
0: No, because yeah. Harry hasn't blown up yet. Okay. okay. He finds the he finds the dinosaur, and he blows up two hours later. Harry is loading up nanobombs into a dinosaur toy. Ray and Tommy are fucking around with a detonator at a bar after they've had some drinks and they accidentally hit it. And Harry blows up in credits knockoff from 1998.
3: Okay, so at the very end, Rob Schneider is talking about a female football league. And he also says no action movie would be complete without sweat. Did they just take candid audio of him just like shooting the shit on set? and that's what they decided to end the movie with
2: 100%. I'm glad you caught that too. I do like that oh, it's JCVD they, that is giving the CIA agent shit for the evidence. Hey, that's evidence and like pulls it from him like
1: They I don't know. they did have Schneider come in and ADR that segment though, even though it was <laughs> stolen audio
2: yeah the bit is he's gonna start a female league but he's gonna be the only male player so he gets his rocks off by getting the shit kicked out of him I guess
0: doesn't make any sense hey
2: it's a spectrum man (laughs) what color bandana is that
0: Karana he's the bandana expert
1: it's a white one you dip in a little red paint
2: Okay. Knockoff.
0: Upon further research, gentlemen, this was released September fourth of nineteen ninety eight. At the movies that week you could also catch Phoenix with Ray Liotta Don't know what that is. Anybody?
2: Never heard of it. You mean it also but, has a
0: bald one in it as well.
2: At time of this record where we just passed the twenty fifth anniversary, actually.
0: Uh That's crazy. A few days ago. Didn't
2: see that on Twitter.
0: Uh, Two weeks later, Rush Hour will open and make a ton of This
3: fucking movie obsolete. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) $30 million was the estimated budget of this.
1: You see it all up there on the screen.
0: (laughs) You can't see anything. Uh, box office of 10.3 million worldwide um some notes on this John Claude van Dam was held by customs for indecent exposure couldn't find anything else on that so not sure how true that fact is uh two of his fight scenes were very edited out they were supposed to be longer fights and... Jet Li was supposed to play Han, but he took Lethal Weapon 4 at the last minute. Good call. Good call. <laughs> and that's it, gentlemen. 1998 knockoff. Directed by Mr. Hark. Final thoughts.
2: A lot of green explosions, uh, a lot of ADR, <laughs> and uh, uh, a, a plot that takes at least three viewings to understand.
0: So Bones is out of four.
1: The plot doesn't matter. I mean, even as Dan was going through his notes, he would say stuff, and I knew that I had seen it, but I just it didn't care. I mean, it was... <laughs> It just becomes a series of names and actions that don't mean anything.
0: We can't do Hong Kong movies.
1: Five stars.
3: <laughs> yeah, Dan was talking and he kept saying Tommy and Han, and I would had no idea what he was talking about <laughs> until at least two hours into this
1: record. Tommy, Han, Kara, Skinny. It's all just it's Karen. Whatever, dude.
0: I had to go back and edit every Karen because I put Leela. That's her real name instead of the character's name. The actress notes
3: look like Rob Schneider does this. Jean Claude Van Damme does that. Yeah. Hey Dan, I want you to know it was worth it.
2: She'll be the judge of that. Solid app, bro. Right by
0: box. <laughs>
2: All right. Um Kron, you and I locked Dan in at a 2.5. Chris, you gave Dan a 1.5. I'm going to go ahead here, play for fun. Uh, Kron, I'm going to give you a 2.0. Chris, 2.5.
1: Chris, 2.0. Bones, 2.0.
3: I'm doing 2.5s across the board for you two.
0: Bones is a three point is a one point five, Chris is a two point five.
2: Uh, how have we been doing this now? Have we been revealing the the main guy or doing everybody else first? I think I don't know, main, really, main, main, main guy this goes up. Main guy goes last. Okay. Then I'll go ahead and go first. Uh, guys, I'm a 2.5 on this. I, I had a sort of a spectrum of, I wasn't sure between 2.0 and 3.0 after the first watch. I wanted to give it its proper credit on the second one. Like I said, I just wanted to focus in on the dialogue and see if I could lock in the plot. I do agree. It doesn't matter. Uh, it's It's an action movie. I do think, I want to give Rob Schneider some credit. I do think he's, whether or not this is ad-libbed or bad script jokes, I think he delivers 80% of the time on what he's given. John-Clan Van Dam he does have charm. He's electric on screen, but I don't think there's a ton here that really stands out. So for me, right over the middle, 2.5.
1: Alright guys, Knock Off from 1998 uh, I tried to watch this movie several nights in a row uh, they usually ended up with uh, calling it uh, a night's worth of work at about 20 minutes in it's not a good movie uh, it, it's honestly a pretty bad movie um, but there is some entertainment in the filmmaking here, like the camera I don't know if it ever stops moving like it's just constantly rotating and spinning and they're showing you how phones work for no reason uh it's kind of insane the way they put this thing together um i can't remember the production company that made this it's like rpe entertainment or like some weird just three letters and entertainment on the end of it but I think I read that they were bankrupt at the end of production of this. Um well, this was their last film. And I think they went off on a ball of green flame. There's no other way to describe it. This is a
3: 2.0 Yeah. <clears throat> Knockoff. I think, you know, it's it's kinda hard for me to rate this, but I think I gotta go with what I feel the spirit of the show is and rate it off of enjoyment. And with that in mind, I have to give this a 3.0. I would never argue it's a good movie, but I think that also no one would ever argue that there wasn't a lot of effort put into making this movie. Uh, So much of it is misguided and put into the wrong areas of the film. (laughs) But, man, the DP is earning his paycheck because there are 5-minute sequences that have every like cinematographical technique you can think of. There's like split diopter tracking shots, low frame rate, low frame rate slow motion, uh sh- shots of Van Damme's foot going into a shoe. There's just enough that I was never bored watching this three times. Um, not a good movie, but entertaining as all hell.
0: 3.0. Thank you, Chris. Um, yeah, that was my main, uh, what Chris hit on is it's always entertaining. There's always something going on. It didn't slow down at one point. Um, I, too, think Rob Schneider wasn't bad in this, like, buddy role with Jean-Claude Van Damme, whose character is just very, like, hey, whatever. Like, I'm going to wear fucking flashy shirts. I think, like I said, Hong Kong likes to throw... And to saturate with plot, with just crazy shit. But I think it all paid off in the end. Everything that they introduce, they pay it off. Uh, The rickshaw race was good. I thought the container stuff was cool. You don't see that. that You always have that shipping container yard in I don't know how many fucking countless movies. And they never used the containers the right way. But I felt like they did it here in, in Knock Off. This is a 3 for me guys. I watched wow. it 3 times. I think it deserves Yeah, it's it's an entertaining movie. I I had I wasn't mad every time I had to watch this. So, 3 for me. And yes, I agree with bones it makes a hell of a lot more sense on the second viewing than when you first watch it.
2: I mean, and I I think more often than not, that goes for like, what, 80% of movies?
0: Yeah, right? Like,
2: I mean, like, yeah, you watch it more, you like understand it, but it's... What should watched... be a simple plot for, as, as a foundation for an action movie, it doesn't need to be that complicated. You know, and that oftentimes takes me out of it because I'm asking myself, why is he here when I just should be watching him kick ass? So,
0: whatever. And I did like 20 minutes. I did like up to the rickshaw race, and I was like, oh, this this has to be on five-day rentals. And then I actually sat down and watched the rest, and I was like, oh, maybe I made a mistake here. And I was like, well, I'll give it another chance. And I was like, all right, this... This is a good movie.
1: All right, guys. Full Contact would end up with an average score from <laughs> it's the...
0: not the movie.
1: Whoa! Oh shit! Knockoff <laughs> would end up with an average score from the four of us of two point six three. This would end up at number seventy-five on the big list. Jesus it would Christ. be right below Contact. Full Contact at number 74, and it would be right above Crimes of the Future, another movie referenced (laughs) on this very podcast episode. Wow.
3: I just got to say, Dan, I'm glad you gave it a three, but the fact that you rated this higher than TMNT 2 is fucking insane.
2: Thank you, Chris.
0: You can take an exit now. (laughs)
2: Kron, Guys. Sorry. Kron, you and I both got a uh, .5. Write my letter .5 from my
0: two M's. Teenage Dan, Mutant Ninja Turtles.
2: Dan, get us out of here. Or no, Kron, you got to tell us where we're standing, right?
1: Uh, I can real quick. Uh, at the end of this round... Guys, it is a three-way tie. Everyone has two point five points heading into the rate my letterbox game.
2: It's a human centipede eating its own tail.
0: I call front. Damn it. Fuck. Kind of Ladies missing, and gentlemen, that was knockoff from of... nineteen ninety-eight. It is streaming right now on Tubi, if you would like to. Watch it and then listen to the episode. Do whatever the fuck you want to do. This is Don't. America. Don't try it on me. Chris from the Mount Molehill podcast, please plug away, sir.
3: Uh I think my Instagram is at Mount Molehill Podcast. Probably should have
2: prepared for that, but what are you gonna do? This forces Dan to link it in the show notes.
3: Yeah, that's correct. It is at Mount Mole Hill podcast. And that's the only social media I'm on at this point.
2: Good for you.
0: Link Insta. I there.
2: like, I like Instagram now. Cause there's this little clip of these two, uh, fucking <laughs> God, rednecks with God monster tattoos. It,
1: <laughs> Go ahead. Tell them. Let's it's just
2: it fun. It's just funny. Hopefully if you like, Follow me or Dan on Instagram, or hopefully you uh, follow Chris now. Uh, It'll enter your algorithm. But uh, yeah, I've I've now told these two. Anytime it pops up in my fucking feed, I'm sending it direct to them because it cracks me the fuck up. It's two guys with monster energy tattoos that (laughs) talk about how tough they are. Mm -hmm. They are standing back to back. I mean, obvious meth users. Send
0: it to Chris. Okay. Bones
2: keeps sending it to me and Dan <laughs> over and over. And the little guy says, man, I'd really hate to be the motherfucker that fucks with us. And the shorter, bigger guy's like, you think? And uh, I don't think it's a joke, but uh, <laughs> I laugh at it. once Chris, a week.
0: what was that bounce?
2: No, just once a week, it pops up.
0: Chris, when are we getting a, a new episode of Mount Mulhill?
3: On the eighteenth.
0: Oh yes. I actually
3: just got back from Texas and I visited Poncho's Mexican buffet. So, oh, shit, be a little bit
2: about that in there.
1: Nice, a, f- a follow-up to fuck episode yeah. one.
2: That yep. yep. So at the time of this release, that'll uh, already been out. So. If you do not yeah. uh, follow that podcast, please hit that button.
1: When is the uh, Bob Ham episode coming?
3: I think Brantley solved that. Yeah, pretty,
1: really messed it all up. Really? Is that the is that the uh, real yes. Bob Ham though? Do we know?
3: <laughs> if you've read or listened to his books, you'll be like, "Yeah, this dude got struck by lightning." <laughs>
0: Folks, as always, if you are on Spotify or Apple, rate and review the show. It helps us get the show out to more people for our world domination goal. Follow us on Instagram, five day Reynolds, follow Bones on Instagram, follow me on Instagram, follow Kron on Instagram, follow Chris on Instagram, Mount Mohill. Um stick around for the after shower show, please. We'll have some stuff there.
2: Exciting announcement. Exciting. What was that? It's an exciting
0: announcement coming up. We got it. We got some some stuff coming, baby. But uh, from the bottom of my heart, Chris, thank you for joining us tonight. Loved having you. Hopefully you come back.
3: Thank you for having me. I would love to come back and talk puppets.
0: Hell yeah, dude. You dig your own grave and bury your own puppet here on Five Day Rentals. Uh, but, as for me, the evening is young, and I must.
2: Are you sundowning, dude? Like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like <laughs> it's.
0: b b b Benny and the
2: Jess. Crash and burn.
1: Uh bamboo and cloth <laughs>
2: <laughs> This podcast is brought to you by Whack Meldon. I know what you're thinking. Don't you mean Mac Weldon bones? Uh Does Mac Weldon design underwear specifically made for werewolves? I think not. Now shut the fuck up and listen. Sure, Mac Weldon may deliver some great fitting, moderately priced athletic gear for tech bros, but Wack Meldon spe- specializes in the underserved market of the American werewolf, and since I am canonically a cursed lichen, I'm so glad to have them as a sponsor. Now, uh, Wack sent me some samples of their Full Moon line, and I'm absolutely loving them. Now, not to be confused with the Mack Weldon full line or full moon line, which was their uh, assless boxer briefs that made for, you know, quick ass flashes around the office. Now, Wack Meldon's full moon line of underwear is designed to stretch and breathe, wick away your dick moisture, and more importantly, survive a night of transformative carnage. Uh, I can't tell you how many times that I, have woken up in strange places covered in virgin blood and worst of all naked now with whack melden i have the confidence to be my true self anywhere no matter the time of month now as a fuck you to listeners uh whack melden has decided to go ahead and start increasing their pricing and just start calling it uh by inflation so please act fast all right prices are rising uh so visit mac no don't visit mac weldon jesus i want you to visit whack now that's with three e's uh whack and enter the code conan to get a free earwax camera with a purchase of any 12 pack of undies whack someone probably did this already
0: welcome back everybody to the after shower show have Half, 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 what the fuck am I saying? Hopefully you've uh, washed all of that knockoff gene underwear reaction off of your genitals. Mine's still bubbling. You like it, though. Uh, this is the After Shower Show. And we have some announcements to make. Chris... From the Mount Molehill podcast is still with us. Fucking champion.
3: Joaquin Phoenix, baby.
0: He's still here. Um as we all know. I like him best as a rapper. Who, Chris? Joaquin. It's oh. yeah,
3: it's what he was born to do.
0: Mm-hmm. I think I like him best as the guy from You Were Never Really Here. That's not the title of that movie.
1: You Were Never Really Here. I think it is. I'm not here. Come on.
3: Don't even fear fucking fear.
1: Mm -hmm. Figure it out. Figure out
0: where you are. Baby, don't fear the Reaper. It's actually a really good movie. Which one? you were never really here. Is that the hammer one did you watch it don't give a i think it's Fucking... on the
1: co- i think it's on the poster he's got the hammer dude diablo spoiler alert i don't think that's giving anything away
0: yeah it's a pretty big part i, th- I think he has it on the poster i don't think i've ever seen the poster for the movie anyway napoleon's coming out Go watch it. Um, Guys, as we all know, we've all went to our local Starbucks and pumpkin spice lattes are flowing. Fucking people are just itching to put on those goddamn sweaters. The pumpkin patches are getting their goddamn mazes ready. Those seed sacks are about to go down those slides. So fucking fast, guys. And we got a five-day rentals fucking field trip planned to one of those. It's going to be so fun. We're going to Instagram the whole thing. Um, Quran is going to get stuck in all that fucking corn. <laughs> you just push through it. To get out. You just push no, through not That's fucking cheating, dude. You can't no, fucking No, I'm just going to push right fucking, through. Have some fucking respect for the farmers of this great country. I'm going to
1: fucking speed run the maze, dude.
0: You're not going to get out, and we're not going to tell you how. We're going to laugh. Anyway, we are going to do a special for Spooky Season this year. So, what we have done is we're no horror experts, right? I'm not. No, we're puppet guys. Kron's a puppet guy. Bones is an action guy. I enjoy Kubrick. Um, So, we've called in the horror experts to do these three movies that we've chosen for the category of spooky season, which is just called spooky. That's what the category is called. We brought in the weekly podcast massacre. We brought in horror drafts and we're bringing in the best little horror house from Philly and DK together on one show. Not all together, but separately. Because we're doing three movies. And we're going to announce... Do we want to announce all three movies? Or do we want to just do it one by one? All right, fuck it. We'll announce all three movies. We are going to be doing... Near Dark. With the weekly podcast Massacre. Greg and Murph. Then... We're going to go from there... And do Resurrection with the Horror Draft Boys, Brantley and Nick. And then after that, George from The Best Little Horror House in Philly and DK from Nerds Geeks in the Kitchen Sink are going to come on and we're going to cover Spawn. So that is the spooky category. That's what we've been planning. You're going to fucking love it. We're going to get advertisers. I guarantee you. It's a spooky season. There you go. You guys excited?
1: Yeah, Spirit Halloween's gonna kick in a few dollars.
0: Oh, please. By all means.
1: Bank account open. Before they uh close out what used to be the
2: Benihana Hana in your mall.
0: Bones, how are we feeling about this?
2: I mean, you guys' picks aren't very spooky, but It is what it is.
1: Spawn is the least spooky movie on this docket. Spawn is an
2: action movie. Uh, Spawn's got hell, the devil, clowns. People fucking hate clowns. Spawn would probably be
1: S tier with Schwarzenegger and Stallone.
2: Yeah, probably. Have you guys ever seen Spawn? Yes.
1: Yes. Chris. No. Are okay. <laughs> oh, you never seen
3: Spawn? I saw Todd McFarlane at a Comic-Con talking about his Spawn reboot movie 10 years ago. Yeah, I was going
2: to say, did that, ever, a did that ever
3: happen?
1: It sure didn't. <laughs> the HBO cartoon's pretty good.
2: Yeah. Matter of fact, one of the reasons I, sol- or we sol- I said we, because we picked it together, was that... Uh, spawn was available on max i think it may actually be leaving this month so (laughs) what a bummer but uh i have not seen resurrection i'm excited to watch that and uh, i have seen near dark before but bones are you gonna rip the spawn
1: blu-ray and make it available to everybody
2: i don't have that that involves me breaking my one code tonight you're gonna break your one rule I don't know. I, I may provide a, uh, a fucking 4K rip for you guys. Oh, shit. Chris, I'll, I'll make, do it. I'll make sure. I don't give it. a shit. But uh, currently, is Near Dark streaming anywhere? No. Okay, so uh, there we go. Typical Dan fashion. Uh, Picking gotta...
3: good movies? Yeah, typical Dan <laughs>
0: If it's streaming... Chris, you haven't I, seen I Spawn, am. I'm creaming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not creaming. It's streaming.
2: Is Resurrection like anywhere, Crone?
1: Uh Resurrection is currently on 2B, and I would say it's safe to say it'll be there for a while because I started this movie a year and a half ago on 2B, which I just learned today when I looked it up.
3: Is this the Chris Sarandon movie? Is that what you're talking about?
1: Yeah, it's 1999, I think. I
0: rented this movie.
2: Chris Sarandon and Christopher Lambert as well?
1: Oh, Christopher Lambert for sure. Okay,
3: two different movies. I thought you were talking about the HP Lovecraft Chris Sarandon movie.
2: So, yeah, so we're bringing in, we got a, a, a duo, uh, for each episode. So uh, the burden that Chris felt for the last three hours will at least be halved between them. Um, all returning uh, guests minus uh, a Murph. We we finally got Murph to crack. He's coming on. And uh, Greg will be in a main feed finally. So I, I am looking forward to it. I think the bummer is I feel like a lot of things are doing the spooky season route currently. Uh, we planned this a long time ago, but I do feel a little attacked because it would have been my turn for a category. And I think Dan kind of, you know, was trying to prolong what I think is going to be the greatest category on the show ever.
0: That's going to be terrible. We're going to learn something, guys. I got to pick an animal fucking sports movie.
2: Yeah. P- but Puppets again? Yeah. But just to reiterate... Yeah. uh by the time you're hearing this next week, it is the finale of our first box set, Thunder and Paradise. We hate to see it go, but we love to watch it float away. I guess uh, we have another box set selected. We will announce that next week. Okay, uh, but news to give coming out of our fucking yeah, ears. So that'll be next week, and then October 11th we'll start. Spooky season, near dark with weekly podcast massacre.
0: Hell yeah! It's gonna be good. I go back to work on plot. Wow!
2: Yeah. I can't. You I get can't, a week f- off for thunder. Can't wait to hear what kind of <laughs> fabrics are like throughout those Texas bars. Felt pool table. Is it Texas? Is that where Near Dark is set? We'll South- find out. Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Cl- God, I couldn't have been closer.
0: <laughs> but yeah, you oh, so
3: Louisiana close. and New Mexico and and Mexico are equally close, I
2: guess. Yeah, but they're not sitting Arkansas. on the face of Texas like Oklahoma is, pulling a fucking Nick Nolte right on it, you know? <laughs> All right, I think we've set the record, guys. It's going to be pretty damn close. Yes. Crash and burn. Crash and burn. Crash and burn.
1: Knock off.